My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Domino podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now, we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all our old favourites, including NXT Update, Takeovers and live shows for the Big Four. This year we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world, plus so much more. But until we watch everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the Dublin Art 276. Yes, it's AEW Revolution. We are going to watch it. Dan, are you excited for today's show? I am always excited, especially for an AEW pay-per-view. It should hopefully deliver and hopefully not have too much Kenny Omega in it. No, without a doubt. So this is going to be the start of the AEW prediction. League. We'll get onto that in a minute before we do anything. Let's do the alternate intro and where you can bump and grind if it's good for your mind. You can twist and shout, let it all hang out, but you won't fool the children of the revolution. No, you won't fool the children of the revolution. No, no. AEW revolution. And uh, we watch, you mentioned it last week when we were doing the podcast. Now, the many ways we watch stuff on the uh, WNR podcast now, as opposed to the kind of old fashioned way of doing things. And this time there was a bit of news about this because the last AEW pay-per-view we watched was on ITV box office. But ITV now no longer have got an ITV box office. As I said, it's been an option for the fans of the UK, but they do have another option of watching AEW programming, such as pay-per-view events. All Elite still has an agreement with ITV4 to air Dynamite in the UK. In an update, Dan's mate Dave Meltzer reported that the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer is a move that will significantly hurt AEW's pay-per-view numbers going forward. AEW plans to stream their next pay-per-view event, Revolution, on Fight, and the promotion is in talks with another television pay-per-view fighter in the UK, but Meltzer noted that there aren't that many options. For this pay-per-view event, AEW will air one-hour pre-show live on ITV4 in order to push pay-per-view buys. Well, Meltzer wrote, UK television pay-per-view usually meant around 15,000 to 20,000 buys, and while some will move to Fight, not everyone does so because a solid percentage of the audience still has an aversion to the internet-only pay-per-view. Yes, so... That's what we're trying here tonight. We are going on Fight TV via the Fire Stick, and uh, we're purchasing this for twenty US dollars. So that's how AEW Revolution is worth it. Then again, it is cheaper than it was on ITV box office. I think that was about twenty pounds. So again, when you consider US dollars, it makes more sense. And we start off AEW Revolution with the national anthem being sung and Justin Roberts introducing us. The promo video was just a kind of really special, wasn't it, you know? No, it, uh, I suppose there isn't really so much that they can kind of show because they've not done too much previously. So, you know, they just kind of, yeah, built up the matches and hyping them up. I don't know if it would be the same going forward or if it would change up. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do here. But uh, let's just say that we're planning to have four AEW pay-per-views this year. And, of course, like we said, it's the start of the Prediction League. Dan, do you want to explain the Prediction League for anybody listening? Yes, we have four pay-per-view predictions. Well, we have four Prediction Leagues. We have a WWE pay-per-view. We have an NXT pay-per-view. We have an AEW pay-per-view, which we'll be working towards today. And we also have a bonus pay-per-view league as well. Without a doubt. So, uh, like I said, we're going to get started. And we had the buy-in, which was uh, the beginning of the event. And, uh, of course, we did predictions for this as well. So, before we run through that match, uh, prediction-wise, Dan, you can go first in our AEW, AEW Prediction League this year. Can you tell me who you went for in our first match, which was, of course, Eva Uno and Grayson versus Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Don't forget, on the February 26th episode of Dynamite, a match between the Dark Order, Eva Uno and Stu Grayson, and SoCal Uncensored, was made for the pay-per-view. And, of course, we've been speaking about the Dark Order recently. So, who have you gone for in this one? I have gone for the Dark Order, or hashtag join the Dark Order, as everyone's being brainwashed to do so. <laughs> I went Eva Luno and Stu Grayson as well to start us off. Well, Christopher Daniels to join them. The Dark Order, Stu Grayson and Eva Luno battled Daniels' teammates, former AEW Tag Team Champions Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky in a night's opening match. Well, Kazarian found himself cut off from his partner and at the mercy of the opposition after Uno sent him crashing face-first into the still post. Chance of spooky pervert spilt out from the stands as Uno and Grayson teed off on Kazarian. Well, the hot tag to Sky sparkled the Babyface's comeback. Sky fought off both opponents and a double hip toss in the corner slowed his momentum. Each team fought out each other's finishes until Alex Reynolds provided a distraction and Uno delivered a nasty shot to the back of Sky's head. Grayson rolled them up for the win. Well, after the match, Dark Order pounded away at SCU until Chicago's own James's hero, Colt Cabana, hit the ring and took the fight to the hills. Yeah. The numbers disadvantage reared its ugly head, though, and the hills resumed the beatdown. Well, the Dark Order's music played, and the Exalted appeared. The Exalted One appeared until Daniels emerged from underneath Cloak and fought off the hills. The Bayfaces stood tall to the segment. I mean, this was a fine, energetic way to kick off the night's in arena action. The Dark Order picked up a much-needed win. We found out Daniels was not the Exalted One, and the crowd popped for the emergence of Cabana. It all added up to a fun way to liven up the crowd and entice any last-minute buys. But we have seen better from the tag team division, including these two teams in particular. But this accomplished what it set out to. So it earns an above average grade for the, to start the night's festivities. Yeah, so like I said, not a bad way. So we're going to start the pay-per-view proper. And it is going to be Dustin Rhodes going against Jake Hager. And uh, the build-up to this match on the October 30th episode of Dynamite, Jake Hager attacked Dustin Rhodes in a parking lot and slammed his arm in a car door, giving him an injury. On the February 12th episode of Rhodes' victory over Sammy Guevara, he insulted Hager for being a failure in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Proclaiming that he wanted a match for him at Revolution with Hager accepted, marking Hager's in-ring debut for AEW. So we go in this one, and prediction-wise, as it started off with a brawl, I have gone for, in this matchup, Jake Hager. I have gone for Jack Swagger. Yeah, you got Jack Swagger. And this is Swagger. We're going to see him in his first in-ring action for AEW. Was Jack Swagger anybody that ever excited you back when he was in WWE, Dan? Um, no, not really. Oh, he, he wasn't someone that I thought was a good competitor or anything like that. Well, it's interesting that he's been positioned this way. I think it's mainly due to uh, being in Bellator and, of course, MMA at the moment. But I watched his last fight in Bellator and it was a joke, really. I mean, he should have been disqualified for the low blow. Uh, and instead, it was called a no contest. So he's very lucky there. And I think AEW using him. Let's not forget, though, he is a former world heavyweight champion. Of course, winning the Money in the Bank 
I think WrestleMania 26 and cashing it in. Might even been on Chris Jericho. Or thanks to Chris Jericho. Might have been on Chris Jericho, you know that. <laughs> I think because Jericho calls now your AEW champion and uh, Dustin Rhodes bringing a fight course these two guys former WWE does that affect affect the AEW brand or is it interesting that there's actually faces that are familiar um you know there's faces that are familiar and then faces that WWE probably wouldn't have even entertained you know so there's you know it is good that AEW are kind of turning Jack Swagger Jake Hager into something a bit different you know someone who seems unstoppable but it's kind of like they're building up their own Brock Lesnar type character so it's kind of like eh, well, seen it well it'll be interesting at the moment Rhodes has uh, been on the offensive in the early going and uh, there's no doubt that the former Goldust uh, is a future Hall of Famer um, I mean is he a future Hall of Famer will WWE have him back at some point or do you think he's uh, kind of got a black mark against his name now a bit like Code I don't know because he is someone that, you know, he has had an amazing WWE career. So, you know, it, I don't know. I would like to see him in the WWE Hall of Fame, but maybe it's going to have to take a few years after his retirement to do so. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you there. At the moment, this man's been wrestling for, uh, I think he's been wrestled in four different decades, which is actually an unbelievable achievement. And kicking off this pay for you, no doubt he's loved his offense on the outside, but Hager. Picks him up and slams him on the apron. And a huge clothesline there. And Hager's wife at ringside looking on as well. I mean, what does Jake Hager have to do? I mean, because as Jack Swagger, there was never really personality. You know, in my mind, he came in and kind of feuded with Christian, the ECW Championship, and it's like a Kurt Angle rip-off, really, weren't he? And then, a chance. But is that WWE's fault? They give someone a chance, and then they don't go through with it, and then it makes them into a kind of joke. I, I believe so, yeah, and with... You know, Jack Swagger or Jake Hager. It was kind of, you know, it was... You could see he was never going to be anything big. You know, they tried so many different ways with him. You know, we the people and kind of joining in with little factions here and there. You know, and it was never going to be anything big because he didn't have the personality to carry it on. Um, and currently now, you know, they've kind of put him with one of the best talkers in the business, Jericho, as his bitch, as the fans are chanting at the moment. Um, so, you know, it's kind of... You know, if you haven't got a personality, put him with someone with a larger-than-life personality, which will kind of give him a bit of kind of comeuppance. Yeah, I think that's Jericho's role, and I think there's a couple of guys that have got that role at the moment to try and rub off another stars. Like I said, the inner circle with Hager, uh, Sa- Santana and Otis, and uh, we'll call Sammy Guevara. You're trying to build that momentum and give him a little bit of a, a rub. I mean, Hager... At this moment in time, you know, can he be a guy who's contending for the AEW Championship in the next year or so? I don't know. Like I said, we've not really seen personality. There's no doubt he can wrestle, but it's a different style that's not very exciting. It's kind of a, I don't want to say a throwback sort of way, but it's kind of just like a big man wrestling because he doesn't do a lot of exciting stuff. There's Rose now trying to fight out. It just it looks like Rhodes is getting into this one. Hager cuts him off. Yeah, um, you know, is this a too easy match for Jake Hager? I you know, think it, I think it should be. I don't want to take anything away from Dustin Rhodes. You know, he has been an incredible performer. You know, he is certainly someone that is uh, a bit over the hill, even though you know the the AEW diehard fans say you've still got it. When you know, it's blatantly obvious that he hasn't. I don't think he really ever had anything special. Someone that could be 
ever be a WWE champion one day. You know, it's, he was always destined to be a mid card champion. Uh, I think there's no doubt he was a really good worker when when he when he was motivated, and I think a lot of problems, you know, personal or otherwise, kind of affected him. In but as his role, he's always given a hundred percent. I think that'd be fair to say of him. I think as for Hager, it depends on how AEW wants to book him. Are they booking him as a monster, as a guy like you know who's the the heavy of the group? But at the moment, during this match, you're kind of seeing him. Yeah, he's in control, but he's kind of that same thing of kind of cocky, arrogant, might get caught in a minute and, you know, upset. How, like I said, is he going to be contending for championships in a year's time? Or is he there just because it's a face at this moment that other people can maybe beat down the line? Like I say, he's going to be close, but will he then beat like a Darby Allin down the road or will that help him to get through? You know, that's the question. AEW's booking at the moment has actually been quite good in a yeah, way it has it hasn't been too bad but you know again with jake hager i think he's the kind of person that if you want to face chris jericho you've got to go through me yeah. and he's going to be kind of like the blockage yeah maybe some people might not get past but i think a lot of people will you know the likes of moxley allen um oh, cody you know people like that yeah. down the road but i think i think that's the interesting thing the, the thing about AEW, people say well it's quite predictable but the thing is, there's nothing wrong with that when it's the right thing to do. There's no point having a surprise or having it wrong when it doesn't make any sense. And I think AEW at the moment are saying, look, you know this might happen, like even with the Cody MGF storyline, uh, but you know we're going to give it to you because that's how you actually tell a story as opposed to completely turn on each other every now and again. Oh my God, Rhodes! You're meant to be the good guy. Wow. Well, Jake Hager was kind of talking to his missus as Cody Rhodes had bit uh, Cody Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes has been beaten down and he pushed Jake Swag Jake Hager fucking I'll keep getting their names muddled up. He pushed Jake Hager away and kissed uh Jake's missus. And now back in the ring and looks like Dustin's turned it up a little bit. Couple of clotheslines and a traditional bulldog. So do you think it's weird seeing uh do you think you know, if he was gonna change it up he should have changed it completely, done away with a face paint, done away with kind of like the all in one bodysuit and gone for a different route i think maybe he, he, he could have done but i think this is the thing that people got recognized him somehow you know what i mean and if they're not sure the least with the painter go oh, yeah that's the guy artist formerly known as gold dust you know uh and i think it does that the same with hagee you know he's kind of changed but it's still the kind of same outfit he was wearing before and now it looks like Rhodes might have the advantage but hager hanging Rhodes up on that top rope then a chop lock oh wait a minute we're gonna see it the hager bomb no, Rose with a boot up and a roll up. Oh, did he? It looked like Rhodes just kind of pulled out of that pin. <laughs> well, managed to get out somehow and then Hager picks him up, dumps him down. Looking for another Hager bomb. This time it connects. One, two, just a two count. Two. When Overhead was there checking the action, making sure... That count was fair. That was his setup when his finish of the gut wrench power bomb. Yep, yeah. and as I said, a bit of a cut angle rip off. He's not using the ankle lock as well, which yeah. in, or Ken Shamrock rip off, <laughs> whichever way you want to yeah, look. But you know, like I said, with AEW, the settings are great. You know, it looks professional. Cameras and everything like that is on point, uh, and the crowd's kind of fully there as well. And I love the the big rampant. That always reminds me of WCW. You, you can't fault them at this moment in time. Let's see if they can deliver. Great paper, like I said, it's maybe not the best match here between two. I mean, Hager looks like he's been fucking through it. You know what I mean? Like he is absolutely shattered, and 
you know, someone who is supposed to be the monster of the inner circle. I was going to start an argument, but MMA fighters, you know what I mean? They do seem like WWE must have a lot more, must be a lot more difficult to last, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, but he is carrying around a bit of timber. And I'm running in with the clotheslines. Setting him up for the gut wrench powerbomb. Hits it. And that should be it. One, two, no. Well, Hager managed to get the shoulder up at two. No, gold R- dust. Roses, yeah. Ooh, sorry, I was waiting for you to re-correct yourself. <laughs> There's no need. Um, Everyone knows who. So Hager's hit gold uh, Rhodes <laughs> with everything yeah. he's got, and Rhodes is still standing. And now he's looking to set him up with the Shattered Dreams. Oh, no, the Twisted Nightmare, probably called it. He sets the leg up and kicks it away. Deposits him <laughs> to the outside, and Hager bounces head first off the steel steps, as JR said, like a basketball. Has this been more competitive maybe than you thought it was going to be now? Uh, far too competitive than I thought it was going to be. You know, they're certainly building Dustin up as someone who is a legitimate brawler, badass, and it is making Hager look like a puff. Well, the, the, Sorry, the, no. What? It's <laughs> make, making Hager look like a pussy. Sorry. <laughs> well, Dustin throws Hager back in, and I'll work him over in the corner. And now we might actually see the original Shattered Dreams or Twisted Nightmares or... That's not a bad name, is it, for me? I mean, I would use that as a move. Too like Twisted Bliss, though, isn't it? Well, I don't mind. And Rhodes, everybody's saying you do that, you get disqualified. Well, Hager gets himself loose. But Rhodes still hits him with a low blow. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I don't know what that was meant to be. I don't know if it was a Canadian Destroyer or like um, just like a Sunset Flip Powerbomb, basically. But still couldn't get Hager down. Gets his shoulder up. And now Rhodes got the arm. Cross arm breaker attempt. Hager hanging on. And now he's got it extended. But Hager managing to turn it into the ankle lock. Oh, well. He hasn't got the grapevine though. It's not as painful as it should be. And Dustin caught Hager. Brings it back into the middle of the ring. Is he going to tap? Can he get through the pain? Going to tap and then stopping himself. He's looking at the ref. Shouting, manages to drag himself, almost sending Hager into Aubrey Edwards. And then Hager with the low blow. I mean, someone the stature of Hager having to go to a low blow to get a victory. And that's what he hit in his last um, MMA fight as well, to get himself fucking no contest. Exactly that move as well, need to low blow. Like you said, he needs to have a shortcut to get out of it. Well, he seemed to be choking out Dustin Rhodes, who managed to... Shove him into a corner. Hager with a few knees to the gut. And he's just trying to choke out Dustin. What was it? Like a front face lock. Yeah, well, it's not pretty. But it might be effective. And he gets the job done. Well, yeah. Dustin has been put out. The arm triangle. Arm triangle gets the job done. Like you said, Jake Hager wins in this match. Uh, very interesting matchup. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, I think it made Jake Hager look very weak. Uh, you know, for someone who's supposed to be the heavy, I don't think he should have had to go to shortcuts to get the victory either. Um, you know, the fact that he's he's got quite a powerful finisher, and Rhodes still managed to kick out. Uh. It kind of, you know, just everything he's done, they kind of just made him look weaker than they should have done. Well, it's very, very interesting, isn't it? You know, like I said, I, I don't never think I've said this on a podcast before, but I think that match went on too long. I really think they should have maybe cut five minutes off. What are they trying to make Hager do? Look like the killer? And in this way, like you said, Dan, it is kind of 
not the best, especially when it's such a veteran as Rhodes. It's not like a kind of ass kicker in the current division. This is the guy who won't be wrestling in five years, and you're hoping for Hager, maybe looking to make him a star. Uh, but he did get the job done. But like you said, it it wasn't the best way to start off a pay-per-view. Let's hope they can improve it. It does mean we both get another point, though, so we are two all in predictions as we've had into our third match. Well, during AEW's Road to Kansas City video released via YouTube on February 24th, a match was arranged between Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. So we are going to get Darby Allen versus Guevara next. And we found out that, well, it's technically not war games, but it's blood and guts. We're getting out on AEW with two rings by steel cages. And, of course, you can't call it war games. But, of course, the match beyond created by the legendary Dusty Rhodes, baby. And that would be interesting. And uh, what do we think of our AEW commentary team? We've not spoken about them a lot. Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Excalibur. A lot of people saying JR's lost it. I believe JR, JR has lost it. I think he's, um, you know, he's kind of still stuck in his Attitude Era ways and mannerisms. He doesn't know the name moves. You know, he is someone that's passed it. And, you know, I, I just don't think he's kind of right... Is he not hip enough for AEW? I don't think reckon? he's new enough for a new Repla- brand. <laughs> I think he's replacement hip. <laughs> wow. Well, he's getting on. Um, I, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're going to run through, like I said, they're running through the matches right now. And, of course, uh, what match out of all the, what, all the cards are you looking for the most, do you reckon? <sighs> um, Jericho, Moxley one. Yeah. The others, they, they look quite dire. I mean, you know, I, I really can't stand Sammy Guevara. I think he's an awful wrestler. Putting Pack against Orange Cassidy, it's you know the most biggest mismatch I think I've seen in a while. Um, you know, Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander, it doesn't really excite me. I think the tag team match that could have a good lot of potential. Um, Cody versus MJF, I think MJF is just an awful person, and that's not kind of a credit to his heel ability. I just think he is an awful person. <laughs> You know, his wrestling isn't really up to scratch and his talking isn't far behind that. No. Well, I mean, to be fair, it'll be interesting to see if AEW can... Um, like I said, it's always good when something can prove us wrong or, or deliver when we're not really expecting a lot. I'm looking forward to Orange Cassidy versus Pack for obvious reasons. It's seven going... One of the greatest investors in the world going up against Pack. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in this match. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. You hate Guevara, but who have you gone for in this matchup? Well, James, I hate him so much. I've gone for Darby Allen. I too have gone Darby Allen. Now, are you a fan of Darby Allen? Because there's a lot of hype about this young man at the moment. I, I think yeah, he's he's a good, definitely a good wrestler. Certainly one of the shining beacons in all elite wrestling. You know, amongst wrestlers that I don't really rate much, and <laughs> you know, his opponent Sammy Guevara. I just think he is an absolute. Shit wrestler. I know he's young. I know he's still got learning to do, but you don't learn on screen. You know, you learn your trades. And, yeah, I just think he's an absolute moron. I, I don't think he's a bad wrestler. Like, he called himself a Spanish god. But, like, with a 6-8 and eight record, he is a guy that just keeps getting beat by the guys who are kind of, um, you know what I mean, getting built towards. And Darby Allen, though, is such a different type of dude in this one. Like I said, he's had his problem with Sammy Guevara. It's two young talents... And this is what AEW, I think, should be about. Even though, you know, the jury's out on Sammy still. 
It's apart from I don't think I'd rather see this match more than I would see a Hager versus Rose match, which started us off. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I would rather see you know two fresh-faced guys that haven't come through WWE to you know to go to war. It's it's certainly you know better than. I don't know, two old WWE wrestlers, say, like, you know, Jericho and Moxley. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see. That's amazing. How, uh, I like how Darby Allen does that. Off the second rope, onto the skateboard. Like I said, there's not many people like... Well, there's not anybody like him. No, absolutely not. And he is certainly, like, you know, he's a unique individual character that isn't a mockery of a character. We haven't Again, seen, no yeah. disrespect to Orange Cassidy. He's kind of like a mockery to a character. Whether you like to admit it or I not, hope, or you see it I hope OC proves the world wrong here tonight. Uh, and Darby Allen coming out here. Like I said, AEW is about difference, and that's what we should be looking at as well. And we've both gone Darby Allen in this one, but this should be very interesting, you know, with these two young guys. Exactly what they can do. <laughs> wow. And straight off the announcements, Darby Allen has kind of dived through the ropes and taken out Sammy Guevara. Well, Darby just puts his body on the line. And a huge dropkick sending Sammy back to the barricade. He's kind of like a modern-day Sting kind of character. But with, again, no disrespect to Sting, but a lot more wrestling talent. You know, an up-to-date wrestling talent. But this is the guy. Is he a stunt guy? This is a question about Darby Allen. Yeah, there's a, there's a good character there. But, like, you know, with Mick Foley or someone like that back in the day putting their body on the line, how long can Darby Allen go the style that he does? Like, even his finisher, the coffin drop, is coming off the fucking top backwards. How long can he keep doing that without having serious injury? This is a question for Darby Allen now, how long it continues, as he looks to block himself. Okay. Yeah, and it's not as if Darby Allen has got the body to kind of withstand this stuff. You know, with Mick Foley, he was quite a husky fellow. Well, he was built for it. That's what he even says that himself, you know, the kind of... Impact that he took on his ass. As Darby Allen hangs Guevara up at the barricade, his Jurassic Express look on. Oh, no, he fucked it. The fuck? He fucked that. <laughs> Suicide dive. I don't think made contact. This is I want to see this match in, turn into, you know, kind of like stunt after a stunt after a stunt. You know, I want it to, I want there to be a bit of grappling in there. I want there to be, you know, an exchange of manoeuvres. I want to see what each man can deliver as opposed to, you know, just... Darby Allen diving over the ropes, diving through this, fucking himself up big yeah. time. I mean, the match hasn't even officially started yet. And you see Allen there, he caught his foot on the second rope. And it throws <laughs> Allen's skateboard at his head again. And now Sammy is playing the skateboard. And now he's looking for a table. And like I said, this match hasn't officially started yet. And it's already broken down to a fight. So is JR saying that the winner gets a higher reward? Yeah, I mean, all wins matter, I suppose. You know, wins and losses. Of course, we've got the rankings as well. It's nice to hear Tony Schiavone's voice on a pay-per-view low as uh, Guevara's taking his time setting up the table. Taking a very long time to set up the table. I think Sammy Guevara's taken an awful long time to go about his business. I mean, you can see the red marks on his body. Like I said, not the biggest guy, but now plan to go all the way up. Smirking all the way. No, James hasn't got a cigarette on his garb. He's just got a smile on. Oh, my Christ. Fucking hell. Now, that was impressive. Well, that was again, but it's just yet another stunt. Yeah, but that was like, what's more than the 450? 620? 620, I believe, yeah. 6.30, 6.30, James. sorry, I missed the 10 degrees off. Wow, well, there's only other two guys I've ever seen hit and move like that. One of them's getting buried in WWE, the other one's a Magnificent Seven. Darby Allen may be out before this match has officially started. 
Allen might be out, and I think Guevara might win this due to forfeit. What's the referee going to do? Well, Derby is managing to get himself up to his feet. And the fans chanting as the referee checks on him. Uh, well, Derby wanted the bell rang, but he just got his bell rung by a knee to the face. Guevara in for the cover. One, two, no! Oh, that was close, but only a two count. Two. Allen's still in this, and I think this is Sammy's to lose. Absolutely, yeah. He's certainly got the upper hand, still resulting to kind of old-school heelish tactics. I'm trying to choke the life out of um, Derby. Into yet another cover. Two. No, Ali managing to kick out. Oh. Sammy just with a slap. A bit of separation. And surprisingly, Derby Allen is back in this match already, and he's stretching Sammy Guevara out. Looks well, like he's got the gory stretch as he bites the finger. A Fujiwara armbar. And he's got the fingers of a bit of joint manipulation. Sammy went reaching for the ropes and Alan caught him. Guevara gets his bottom foot to the uh, gets his foot to the bottom rope. Sorry, he's not his bottom foot. <laughs> Derby Allen now making sure he's still in this one, but the mission there we saw is very different as both on the outside now. Well, Sammy Guevara dives back in to escape Allen and he just hangs him up on the ropes. Oh fucking hell! What's Sammy gonna do now off the top? Double foot stomp, taking Derby down to the hard part of the ring. And the referee's been checking very closely. Derby Allen, I think it was dead weight. Two, no, just a two count. Two. There's Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy and... Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. And it is almost like Guevara's trying to take the life out of Darby Allen. Well, Sammy's throwing the skateboard of Allen in. And now Destroyer, oh! Into a cover, very impressive from Allen. That's how you do it, Dustin. That's how you go yeah. round. <laughs> two Destroyers in two matches, oh. though. At least there's no cutters, I know you hate that. Oh, there haven't been, no. And now he's going up, maybe... No, I was about to say he's going to look for it, but went the right way. Well, do you reckon backstage they're like, right, this is the move that we're going to do in every single match. So last time it was the cutter. This time it's the Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, we haven't seen any super kicks yet either. No. Well, we haven't seen the Young Bucks yet. Yeah, they're coming up soon. Super kick party's on the way. And now Guevara has got Allen on top. Look at the suplex him in, oh, I was going to say. Quite a delayed suplex, but Allen manages to... Get out of it, pushes Sammy Guevara off. He lands on his feet from a backflip and springs rope. Not very agile. Well, it's agile enough and then hit the Spanish fly. And that was impressive. Into the cover. Two. Two. No. no. But again, it's just another stunt. Alan managing to kick out. Ah. Not seen any chain wrestling between these two guys. You know, we're not seeing any classic lockups. We're not seeing, you know, it's just been stunt, little bit of hitting, stunt, little bit of hitting. And I think there's too much, you know. We saw a lot of it during the uh, Moxley Omega mm. kind of uh, hardcore style matchup. Well, I think Guevara, what I've seen of him today, he's equally as good like a Jordan Devlin. Like, well, it was what he can do, maybe more agile than that. I've been impressed with these two guys so far as the turnbuckle's exposed. Oh! <laughs> and Guevara gets planted face first into it from a monkey flip. And then, like, with a top stunner. Oh, my God. Now, is he going to go up for it? We're going to see the coffin drop. Look at the fans on their feet. Hits it. One, two, three. My God. What a reaction that finisher and the uh, the end of that got. Do you know what? I mean, we could argue about it, but I think that was quite a good match between two. It showed off kind of Sammy's... Um, athleticism and the kind of not mean streak as such but he's always going to be the jobber boy I feel and Darby Allen, he can go a very long way I feel in AEW at this moment in time yeah I certainly believe that Darby Allen is 
Definitely the huge talent. Oh, Sammy Guevara did. Yeah, that 6.30 was impressive. But it wasn't, you know, anything out of this world type. You know, Sammy, he's doing a backflip off the top rope or springing up to the top. It's nothing that we haven't seen from, you know, a lot of other performers. Uh, I, I don't even think he is in Jordan Devlin's league and Jordan Devlin isn't in much of a big league. Uh, I would disagree. But then again, I feel with AW, they're going to have to do a lot of work for you to actually become fans of like you said you with like nxt and wwe we're more comfortable with that as well so you know and also we're spoiled with wrestling at this moment in time there's no doubt about it like i said a guy goes off the top and he doesn't hit a 630 you're disappointed like i said this is the kind of two what we want to see and i think you made that point as well is the chain wrestling and the kind of story told in a match and i think this this match told the story of kind of darby allen and his toughness and what he took, like I said, getting put through the table and still managing to get the job done. So after that, it is a point apiece. And it is three all now. Three out of three. Perfect scores on for both of us after that one. All right, so we've got to tell the tape quickly. And all right, so our next match is for the Tag Team Championship. And it's going to be the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page. And the teller take quickly, hometown Rancho Cucamonga for all the young bucks. Well, Page is from Aaron's Creek, and Omega's from Winnipeg, Manitoba. A, and the AEW tag team record, young bucks are 7-5. and five. And Page and Omega, 6-2. and two. Their combined weight, 390 pounds for the young bucks. And for Page and Omega's, 434 pounds. And their finisher, Dan's favourite, the Meltzer Driver. And it is the Buckshot V-Trigger for Omega and Page. So here we go. Like I said, we talk about the build-up. Uh, on the February 19th episode of the Dynamite, the Young Bucks won a 10-team tag team battle royal to determine the number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Championship at Revolution. So in this instance, the results don't matter? Yes. Right. So it does matter in every other instance apart from this one. What do you mean? Well, because, you know, it's always always about, like, you know... The results or how you do, you know, your performance, your standings in the leagues and your rankings, that kind of matters to whether you get a title shot or or not. Yeah. But this time it doesn't. Well, you can do both, can't you? Are you allowed to do both? You can have the ranking system there and then a battle royal to serve a number contender if you want to as well. Yeah, yeah well, you can. Yeah, they you... was kind of priding <laughs> themselves, but yet they're kind of not. Well, but again, it's a familiarity. Anyway, other anyway, team, yes. what are the other teams in this battle royal, Dan? They were best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent, the Butcher, the Blade, Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, the Hybrid 2, Angelico and Jack Evans, the Inner Circle, Santana and Ortiz, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Private Party, Asaya Cassidy and Mark Quinn, SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, and Strong Hearts, Seema and T-Hawk. Yeah, so the Young Bucks won that, the same Kenny Omega. Leonard Page retained the titles against Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix to keep their spot the defending champions against the Young Bucks. But what's interesting about this story is obviously there's two, the four guys that are friends with each other. Adam Page has been a little bit different recently, hasn't he? He's been a little bit strange. Is that going to be different? It's an interesting story leaning into it because they're all meant to be friends and it's Page different. Are you interested in this story at all? I am not, you know, I think... Uh, a drinking angle it's kind of something that we've seen been there you know it's kind of something that's been done already you know we saw it with scott hall and the outsiders 
Oh, yeah, yeah, but I think he's just good. He's a cowboy. I don't think they're doing an alcoholic story. Like, I talk well, about... you know, he, he seems to be like kind of as soon as he finishes a match, he's not going to celebrate. He's going to go straight over to a fan and take a drink. He's done a few cock-ups, you know, maybe it's because he's had a drink before the match. Um, you know, there's there's a few things. I mean, I think it's really interesting, you know, because the, the thing is the dynamic, dynamic, again, we talk about the storytelling. We know Paige is going to turn on Kenny Omega at some time. He's seen him walking out of interviews. He's obviously not happy. He's a guy who's meant to be part of the tag team. and He's obviously got his, his own eyes on himself. You know, the kind of selfish behaviour. And Omega's trying to keep this team together. And then you've got the Young Bucks coming in, who are also friends, part of the elite. And Paige is kind of wanting to be his own man now. And like you said, even with the drinking and the kind of arrogant, and he's kind of forgetting where he came from. And I think that storyline of like, you know he's going to turn on him at some point. When is it actually going to happen? And Omega and Paige then can go on to have this feud. And I think it makes a bit of sense. But we've already seen Hangman Page walking away before. You know, he walked out of the Elite. He kind of felt he didn't fit. And then he's kind of come back and teamed with Omega, who is part of the Elite. And they've kind of gone and won a tag team title. Yeah. And and that's the exciting thing. You know it's going to break. But when is it going to break? And like I said, when you're coming along with it, you're thinking the tag team championship's here tonight. It's going to be an interesting thing to but, see how it's going to go. But don't you prefer it when it's when you don't know it's going to You know, with like the Seth Rollins shield breakup, you know, you kind of didn't really see it coming. When it's planned correctly, yeah, that's fine. And like you said, maybe they're going to do it in this one. You're expecting it to happen here tonight and it's going to happen a different time. And when it does, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, we knew it was going to happen. But the way they go about it, what I like about AEW, storylines there and they go through with it, which actually makes sense. So like I say, MGF turn on Cody... You might have known it happened, but when it was done, it done it so well, it actually paid off and it makes you want to see the rivalry. Well, my preferred side to go around this is to have Matt turn on Nick or vice versa. That would be cool. Jackson's yeah, go. but I mean, NXT at the moment are, are heel turn for heel turn sake. To turn Johnny Gagano to go champer, to reuse that storyline, is just a bit, I feel, boring at this moment in time. We want to see something different. And like I said, what about Omega turning on Paige and say finally had enough to do it in that way? Matt and Nick Jackson... I think the Young Bucks are a great tag team, and I think at this moment, with them being senior executives, whatever it is, they're not pushing themselves. And I think the Young Bucks deserve to be the best, the number one tag team at the moment in AEW. Oh, again, you know, I, I think it's too soon to be the tag team champions of a company you're kind of like vice president of. You know, it's kind of Cody's written himself out of it. You've got Kenny Omega, who's the current tag team champion, who is again another vice principal owner or whatever it is. Um, and you know, to have kind of like these two teams, why not have someone different in there? Yeah, well, I'm going to go predictions now as Adam Page comes out. I have gone for new tag team champions. I have gone the Young Bucks in this match. Oh, Jane. I too have gone for the Bucks. So why you said to me, you just said it's too early. Why have you gone from then? I, I think it's too early. In my opinion, it is too early, but you know, AEW obviously don't think it is too early. <laughs> Well, Adam Page, we've seen the Young Bucks coming out here. Like I said, Superkick Party of all the money. And Page getting into Nick and Matt Jackson's faces. And he doesn't look happy as he wait Dan's favourite wrestler, Kenny Omega. So here he comes. And let's not forget, he had a match against one of the Magnificent Seven on the last AEW Dynamite, the 30-minute Iron Man matchup. And as JR said, what's that going to take out of him? And again... I like it. I like the fact they're questioning that and saying maybe he's going to be the guy to be targeted on in this matchup. And the thing is, if Omega is targeted on, worked on over by the Young Bucks, have the Young Bucks got the, the kind of aggressive nature to actually go for the kill? And will Paige actually want to make the tag? So that'll be something that we're going to be looking at 
as uh, the kind of match begins. I think that would be quite interesting. Page looks up for it at the moment, but will he leave his partner alone in this match? Well, that could be, you know, the potential case. He could just think, well, sod it, go and grab a beer, walk backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or actually make the tag, and then if he does come in hot, then the crowd get on, you know, get happy about it as well. You've got to imagine how many fans are there with beers around waiting for him to take it. Just like, oh, we'll buy a beer. We don't drink. So we just had the ring introductions, of course, and now both teams face-to-face. And I'll tell you what, Paige does look up for this, and I've had a go at Adam Page in the past, but I'm going to try and be the positive one during this match, because don't forget, Dan, we have seen the Young Bucks live, and they delivered a hell of a match, didn't they, at Rev Pro? It was an absolutely brilliant match, yeah, you know, you can't deny that. But, you know, I, I don't so much have a problem with the Young Bucks. I feel like, you know, they're kind of a modern-day version of uh, the Rockers. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll take that, I'll take that. I, I think they need to be. I think we will win here with Paige kind of turning on Omega. I think will make sense storyline-wise, and then Young Bucks, can, I, I think they deserve a chance to be a number one tag team. I know they're like executive vice presidents. I know Omega is as well. But I want to see a little bit more from them at the moment in time. As Young Bucks got a new book coming out. Oh, must buy that then. There we go. Omega and Nick Jackson's to start. Yeah, I'll go with that. Got a ponytail. And now Omega. He'll show what he's done. And again, he's a guy on the WNL podcast that we've maybe not seen the best of him. I think that would be fair to say. Or the best of Omega. Yeah, I think we haven't seen the best of these four guys yet. We're not on the... Young Bucks, I'm definitely on their bandwagon, but the other two, jury's out. Can they deliver something in this match? Nice bit of strength led by Nick. Well, again, you know, with the Young Bucks, uh, you know, they are a hugely talented tag team, you know, jumping about high-flying tag team. You don't really see too much of them. Kenny Omega, I think it's just all the hype that's been built up around him. Is it too many spots again for the Young Bucks? A bit like the Guerrero and Allen. Are we going to see too many of them? Is there not enough storytelling? Yeah, you know, again, you know, this is friends. Are they going to be friends that are holding back? Going to be. And Hangman Adam Page has got the tag in, much to the delight of the fans. Mm. And Matt's got the tag in from Nick. I think the uh, character of Adam Page has helped, like I said, coming up short uh, for the AEW World Championship. And he's a bit bland back then. And now we've seen a kind of edgier side, which I think helps out the gimmick in this one as well. But, you know, Page is being touted as one of the future stars and... I've yet to quite see it yet, but, you know, I think with the Young Bucks, definitely could be their night. It's a nice bit of wrestling now. And these four guys should know each other so well. And a bit of uh, Matt wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Offering a hand, because he's a good guy. Is Matt Jackson. Oh, Matt's no longer the one with the ponytail. Nick has got... Yes, well, Matt's the one with the darker hair. And Paige just spat in his face. That's not something you do to friends. <gasps> you spit in the face of people that don't want to be cool. <laughs> Well, that's pissed Matt off, and he's done a double-leg takedown, and he's just wailing away at the head of Adam Page. And my God, this is a drag-out, slug-out brawl. I was expecting JR to say that in a minute. And JR, of course, loves Kenny Omega as well. Oh, of course he does. And Omega gets pushed off by Matt, and Nick's coming in there just to make sure. Instead of staying cold, it's going to be Kenny O! Kenny O! (laughs) Omega! Goddamn! And his Page trying to get in the head of the Young Bucks. It's working at this moment in time. Well, you can certainly see that Hangman Adam Page is going to be the kind of the loose cannon in this match as he slapped of Nick's mouth. <laughs> what a huge... But he's a spinning heel kick to the midsection. Nick gets a tag back in and they're going to do a bit of double team moves. Elevated drop kick. And now a super kick to the face of Omega. I, I think... think... God. Oh, I think the Young Bucks are starting to lose a bit of respect for the uh, the current reigning tag team champions at the moment in time. I, mean, I, doubt, I think a small, serious Young Bucks would be brilliant. There's no doubt these two guys could do stuff 
not many other teams can. And of course, that comes off being brothers as well. So as far as brothers go, James, Young Bucks, Hardys. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I think the Hardys... I think the Young Bucks were a better tag team. But I think Hardys, I would pick them overall just because of, you know, TFC matches, success they've had. But I think... As- I think the Young Bucks are more cohesive, even though the early day Hardy's brilliant. That would be, uh, like you talk about dream matches, Young Hardys versus Young Bucks, I think that would be fantastic, you know. Oh, that would be one, yeah, you know, it's, it can only ever be played out on computer games now, but yeah, it would have been an amazing match. And I, and I would love to see Kenny Omega versus a Kurt Angle from about 2002 or Shawn Michaels after his comeback to see how good Kenny Omega actually is. Everybody says he's the top of his day, I want to see him go and get someone like that to see if he, you know, because I remember when Shawn Michaels face got angry, he said, that's the only time I thought I'm going to have to work out a little bit harder. That's how good Angle was at that time. And it'll be interesting to see him. Everybody talks about it, but when you actually put him in that field. As for Andrew Page, I mean, he'd make a good member of Beer Inc., you know? <laughs> Beer Money Inc., it'd be good, Bobby Roode. Yeah. Well, you know, will we see the likes of... Um... <laughs> You've got the virus, have you? <laughs> oh, I have, yeah. I've been having a few coronas. You've been self-isolation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see the likes of EC3 jumping ship to All Elite Wrestling. I'm sure he'd be a huge asset for All Elite. I think without a doubt. I think there's a lot of um, time. As long as we don't fill it up too much with former WWE like uh, Impact, you know, made that mistake. I think there's a chance you can use the most talented ones and actually go through, you know. People like Luke Harper, who hopefully we're going to see soon as well. And, of course, Matt Hardy, who has uh, now become a free agent. And Paige tagged in Omega. And the way he did it was a kind of slap to the chest. He tagged his way back in now. But this Paige with attitude is a lot better than the Adam Page that we saw at the last AEW paper. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, again, you know, you kind of can already read the direction that he's going in, though. You know, you know it's going to happen. When it happens, you don't know the exact time, moment in time, but you know it is going to happen. Oh, fucking hell. He swiped that ring bell off the table, and it, I think it took out a young lady who was sat ringside by the announcers. Fucking hell. And Omega has actually stopped his tag team partner from powerbombing uh, one of the Young Bucks through a table. And Paige is, like I said, very uh, deranged. We talk about loose cannon. I mean, nobody did it better than Bullman. I mean, similarities between the two in looks. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's pretty there, but it's always good because we not really had you know, Dean Ambrose for a little bit, like John Moxley is now, you know, kind of not sure what he's going to do at any given time. I quite like that character, but it's very difficult to do right, if you know what I mean. That's why we don't see it, that kind of character, often. But it's one of these things, it seems like the tag team titles don't really mean too much to him. Yes, yeah, I would agree with you there, yeah. So if holding gold isn't kind of what he's after what is his motivation mm. you know what what makes him fire because you know with about 98% of the wrestlers you know that their main ambition is to be the world champion yeah I completely agree and I think that'd be interesting but we have seen character development in AEW so hopefully we might see a little bit more maybe he's just tired of being in the elite shadows and his job is to try and destroy them all you know and I think that'd be quite a cool storyline as well you know your enemy in within and then coming out, you know, like your best friend turns into your your worst enemy. But then again, you know, part of that is he's kind of like in the top two ranking members of the elite at the moment. You know, holding gold, being mm. a champion. Um, so you know, it kind of contradicts itself. Yeah, maybe he's not good enough in his eyes. And I tell you, someone who's good enough, Nick Jackson, 
who's come in, advantage of hit, double suplexes to Omega and Page, and he's turned up heat. Yeah, he hit a, a kind of a lariat uh, bulldog manoeuvre, and then he's kind of jumped the ropes. I don't think he kind of hit it the way he wanted to hit it. No, but... But he still managed to take out Omega and Page. And he just hit an X-Factor, and then the next move, managing to moonsault off the second into Omega. Talk about fluid motion there by Nick Jackson. Now Sunset flipping in. But again, it is rather spotty. You know, I would like, I do like to see the spots, but I like to see them broken up by a good bit of chain wrestling, and we haven't seen much of that. Yeah, we saw a little bit at the start, and then since then it's kind of broken down as Omega uses a leg lariat to kind of break the submission hold that Nick had on Page. And there's no doubt Omega wants to be tag team champion still as he looks to run to the outside. Well, no, Nick cuts him off before he can uh, finish his celebratory kind of crowd-pleasing manoeuvre before actually hitting the manoeuvre, which is, again, another thing that kind of Kenny Omega's down for. He has to pound the mat and go down on one knee and kind of hype the crowd up before he can actually do a move, which I find irritating. Yeah, I hate wrestlers that pound the mat just before a move. It's really annoying, isn't no, it? You know, like you said, it's just one of those things. I mean, yeah, you know, there's punching the mat as you're waiting for your opponent to get up, but... Pandering and like you know, going to stamp your feet and then putting your hands up and then doing this, that, and the other before you can do a move. Why not just move? Then you have less chance of being cut off or your opponent recovering to take you out from that move. And that is what just happened with uh, Nick Jackson managing to get the kick up as Omega looked to go to the outside, caught him beautifully. But double team move then by the Young Bucks and they got Omega right in the middle of the ring. And like I said, with that strapping over the shoulder as well, Omega is definitely not 100% after the match with Pack. And the Young Bucks know that. And this is a question. That's what I want to see from Young Bucks. Talk about the spot moves. You can, they can go. They can put up great matches. I want to see a little bit more aggression. A little bit kind of nastier side. A bit like Paige from the Young Bucks. And I think Paige's mistake earlier was spitting in the face of the Young Bucks. And I think that has, has helped them in this match so far. As Paige gets taken off the eighth and now another double team. And Omega managing to uh, get out of the way of Matt. And stop Nick and take him to the outside. But now Matt Jackson back in. And he spits at Adam Page. Kind of bringing him in, getting him wound up. Is that what they want to do? They know that Page is the loose cannon. He is a high wire. You know, you can easily antagonise him, where Kenny Omega's probably got a bit more of a calm slash friendly head on his shoulders. Yeah, but I think that's to do with his spitting in the face early as well. A little bit of payback. As then the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson takes Adam Page off the apron, stopping Omega getting the tag. And now Matt, jumping pile driver. Fucking hell. Two. No. no. Omega managing to kick out. Uh, now Nick comes in and cuts off the ring. Front face lock. Putting himself in between Omega and his partner. I think it's a credit to the fans. Well, they've been into everything tonight so far. Absolutely, yeah. But I don't, I don't know if it's kind of watching a lot of UK or NXT in general. But we haven't seen much chain wrestling at all throughout this pay-per-view so far. Well, even this match-up, like you're saying... They've just brought it from the early going as Omega slamming down Nick. And I'm sure as hell we're not going to see much from, you know, a lot of the other matches because, you know, Cody MJF is not is going to be an all-out brawl. Um, you know, Orange Cassidy versus Pac's not going to be a fan-style wrestling, nor is Mox versus Jericho. I know Mox could be able to bring it, but Jericho, not so much. He's still kind of a bit old school in that way. Yeah, well, the Magnificent Seven has spoiled you. There's no doubt about that. And Paige looking to spoil his super kick party as he gets the hot tag in. And he's been on fire, baby. Taking out both Matt and Nick. Fall away slam. 
to Nick Jackson and diving on the outside, taking out Matt. Close comes over back the in top. the ring, yeah, eliminates Nick from the Royal Rumble. Goes back in though. Nick put Page on the eighth, and Page maybe looking for that buckshot lariat, but gets stopped. Now both the Bucks are in the ring. Oh, trying to flip Page over, but he manages to reverse it and send both the Young Bucks to the outside. Now climbing up, t- Moonsault takes down both Young Bucks and lands on his feet. That's very impressive yeah, for a man impressive. who drinks as much as he does. <laughs> and a crazy look on his face. And Adam Page is controlling the Young Bucks at the moment. And this new Adam Page is definitely bringing it as he builds momentum, running the ropes. Oh! As he turns Matt, uh, Nick inside out of a lariat. But looking at that replay through slow motion, it doesn't seem as impressive because you saw like the Young Bucks catch him and kind of place <laughs> yeah. him on his feet and then fall over. Well, Nick's in all sorts of troubles. He throws him in the corner. Tells him to tag Matt in. Well, they're both spat in each other's faces and this is become more personal. The fans definitely behind Paige chanting, fuck him up, cowboy. And the A&A punches and it's Paige getting cheered. Well, Omega's recovered. He's wanting to tag in. Gets a blind tag for Paige. Throws him into an elbow. Fucking hell. Fuck it. I think he landed on the top of his head. Well, it was kind of lapsed. And uh, Paige with a German assisted by Omega. Now Omega got him in a gut wrench. Powerbomb. We've already seen that one tonight. And again, this one's just as unsuccessful. Matt managing to kick out. Oh. Looking for the back shot, back shot trigger. Omega's just going to go to the outside. Clean as a whistle. Well, Nick there, assisting his brother. Kick to the head of Page with a knee. Follows up with a kick and an elbow. Super kick for Omega. Bounce off the ropes, but gets pushed off by Page. Lands on his feet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Another destroyer. Go for the cover. No, Page managing the count. Uh-huh. For three matches in a row. Well, that was brilliant, though, managing to land on his feet and then bounce back in again. Nick Jackson, so close. Page, though, back elbow, trying to get back into this one. Well, Matt's hanging Page up in the corner so Nick can deliver a super kick. Oh, my God, what are they doing? Well, like a Salida Del Sapos powerbomb. Page looked out of it. Omega had to make the save. And the Young Bucks now looking to build momentum, trying to finish this one. Well, Page catches a super kick, throws it to Matt. Huge elbow, fakes high, goes low. And Matt's down in trouble, and Page is on fire again. Yeah, crowd getting to their feet, and Page <laughs> building up momentum. He's going to go for the chicken wing. Matt trying to fight, but this could be over. Oh, that's beautiful. Matt managing to roll out the way for Nick to come off the top with a 450. Then Matt went into the cover. Page gets your shoulder up at two. Two. That's what the young bucks can do. That is very true. Fans shouting, this is awesome, as Nick gets a tag back in now. Well, the young bucks certainly have been in control majority of this match. Page with a backslide, sends Matt into Nick, crutches him on the top. And now Mega's in, got Matt on his shoulder. Flips over, standing shooting star press, then a moonsault from the second. And Page and Omega in perfect harmony. As Page now on top. Matt's in a lot of trouble. Or is that Nick? Nick's in a lot of trouble. He's got him up. Fall away slam. Off the top. Oh, and flips over with it as well. Goes for the cover. But no, Nick managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Page picks him up. Powerbomb. V-trigger. No. And Matt in at the last second to break up the count. And the fans on their feet. Well, Omega's got the tag in. Exactly, they bring the best tag team wrestling in the world, and you're seeing it here. 
in this match as Omega looking for another V-trigger. Nick's in his sights, manages to dodge it, standing switch. Omega flips him over, lands on his feet, catches a super kick, delivers a knee to the face. And now Matt's in, he gets caught by Omega, huge knee to his face as well. And he just slams the back of his head down, and again. Tiger driver 98, two, no, only a two count. Two, how the hell did he get shot off from that? I've no idea. And Omega, I don't think can believe it. Fans faces. Fans shot fight forever. We've got a 60 minute time limit. Omega with a V trigger to the back of Nick's head. Picking him up. And he's going up with him. Oh my god. Nick trying to fight it. Oh my god. Unbelievable there off the second. Back Hurricane Runner. Could have broken his neck. Oh, Paige gets planted on the outside ramp. Rolls through for a second. Northern Lights after Northern Lights suplex. Third time lucky. Third time's not going to be on the carpet. He does onto that plastic rampway. Paige crashing between the Young Bucks. Paige out of it for now. Or can the Young Bucks take advantage? Well, Matt's looking to punish Paige even more. Well, he could have left him just where he was. Maybe this was a bit of a mistake. Maybe Paige has gotten ahead of the Young Bucks. Oh, and they're not. And he's got him up in position, looking for the Meltzer driver to the outside. Oh, my God. And you heard the thump there on the carpet. And I do believe that Paige is out of here. Well, the fans are not happy about that. And the Young Bucks are getting booed for that. They wanted Paige to win and now it looks to be out of it. And now it looks to be a two-on-one situation. And the Mager in serious trouble. And are the Young Bucks going to win AEW gold? Fucking hell. He heard the donk as his head hit down. <laughs> Wasn't like the mat in the ring. And a super kick party. Omega's their friend. And Nick's saying, come on, but it seems Matt is more aggressive. Nick with a kick. Matt with the kick. Matt and Nick with a kick. And surely we're just seconds away from a Young Bucks victory. Well, don't call me Shirley, but it does seem to be written in the water for him. And a double knee to the face. And Omega won. <laughs> and the fans are really shocked. Should he kick out of that? Uh, well, he has, and the momentum's on his side. He get caught with another super kick. One, two, no. Omega's still up somehow. And the fans realise they're witnessing something quite special here as Matt now just working away on the arm. Well, stomping the shoulder that's been taped up throughout this match. And you can't blame the strategy. I think he's trying to dislocate the arm of him. We asked if the Young Bucks could be more aggressive. We've definitely seen it in this one. Indeed, yeah. Matt peels off the last of the uh, strapping on Omega's shoulder. Nick's saying, look, calm down, bruv. And it's Matt who's been... And Nick is trying to bring him back. But maybe this is what they have to do to win the tag team titles. What's more important? Is it winning the championship or keeping your friends? Well, as Matt realised, he's got metaphorically killing Omega's blood on his hands. <laughs> we'll just put him away. Win the tag team titles. But what is more important to the Young Bucks is the titles around their waist more important than friends like Kenny Omega. They're going to look for the Meltzer driver. Oh no, Paige is up. He's got Nick. Power bombs him through a table. Oh my God. And he's been the light in this match. And now Matt blocks the V-trigger. Gets caught with a knee to the face. Here comes Paige. Backshot Lariat V-trigger. And Omega into the cover. One, two... two. Oh, no. No, kick out. Uh, Matt got the shoulder up at the very last second. 
Well, it looks like Omega and Paige headbutted each other on the buckshot V-trigger combo. Oof. And the referee, that's the closest I think I've seen the referee come. And now V-trigger again. Is it going to look for the one-winged chicken angel goose feather down? And he's got him up. Matt in all sorts of trouble. And he's trying to get him in place, but the bad shoulder's not helping. Well, he's going to have to do it on the other side. And Matt knows this is desperately last fight. Super kick away. Paige gets the tag in. Omega stumbles to the outside. Oh my god, Paige picking him up. Looking for the one with the angel. Hits it. One, two. two. <laughs> no. Nick in in just the nick of time. <laughs> well, I'll fairly, I may always say that. Now Paige has got Nick. I don't know how Nick managed to get to his feet, but he's gone to the entrance way now. Here comes Paige. Buckshot Lariat to the outside. And now it's Matt alone in the ring. Here comes Paige again. Buckshot Lariat for him. Two. two <laughs> and this didn't play out how either of us expected, did it? No. Adam Page and Kelly Mega retain the tag titles. But what an absolute great match. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? I thought it was a very good match. Um, again, it was just one stunt after another after another. Why didn't Paige get disqualified for powerbombing one of the young bucks through the table on the outside? You know, there's a lot of things, you know, the referee was very lenient with letting two people in the ring at the same time for quite a long time. The match quality was good. A fair few false finishes, which again, you know, it kind of can add something to the match, but then it kind of takes away from the person hitting the finisher. Absolutely unbelievable, I would say. I mean, I've been harsh on these four guys. Maybe not the Young Bucks as such, but definitely Kenny Omega and Adam Page. And tonight, Page has sank about him that fire. We're talking about Darby Allen, star quality in his eyes, you know. And he could carry on being this character and not actually turn in heel. And might find says the fans were behind him 100%, weren't they? Absolutely, yeah. And personally, I think he was man of the match. Yeah, honestly, he was absolutely unbelievable. Kenny Omega again showed what he can do, and the Young Bucks with tag team wrestling. This is a tag team match unlike anything you would see in WWE, because in WWE you get kind of the same style of, you know, the cut off the ring as you do, and, you know, you kind of see this kind of stuff, uh, double submissions and that kind of thing. Went out. It was It's four guys, and they said, okay, we, you get given half hour, go and steal the show. And I think they have done in this match. And like I said, Adam Page comes off the stars, and the Young Bucks, questions were asked between them as well, about should they go down that dark turn, should they not... And, of course, Omega and Paige at the moment, yeah, are good friends. But when will that happen as well? It's good storytelling on AEW's part. It, it was, yeah, good storytelling. But I don't think, you know, it's AEW's credit. I think it is the four performers in the ring. You know, Kenny Omega, he was very hesitant. But then kind of got into it. He kind of followed Paige's lead, so to speak. And then, the, you know, the kind of confrontation between Matt and Nick Jackson. Jackson, shall I or shan't I, you know, shall I go down this dark path? Shall I not, you know, trying to hold one another back as well or kind you know trying to kind of keep the light but we'll see a bit of respect after this match James well that's the thing and we always like to see it and what an absolute war it was young bucks look on as Omega and Paige get their hands right well I say raised yeah they finally managed to raise Omega's hands will there be respect after or has too much gone on during the match or Kenny Omega's pulling himself away from the young bucks and maybe they'll have to wait a little while before they see respect Young Buck, I mean, they got pushed to their limits here tonight. There's no doubt these four guys are elite. Are they all going to be elite for for now, though? There you go, Omega now. 
A little bit of respect with the young bucks. What about Paige? They're trying to call him out, say, look, come on, take your place in the middle of the ring. You weren't this in the match. And Paige, again, very hesitant. He's not left yet, though. I don't like Hangman Adam Page's music. I don't think the music in AW are that great, to no. be fair. Well, they, I know they encourage people to say his theme. Mm. And Cody Rhodes as well, but aside from that... Well, it looks like Page is leaving. So, as are the Young Bucks. Oh, wait a minute, though. Omega's there. Is Page looking to... He's got mad. Look at his eye. No, see, and it's just a subtlety of that. You don't know if he's going to or not. <laughs> and then Omega turns round half hesitant, and he's saying, no, look, come Come out the ring. Yeah, we're fine. We're cool, man. Right, we. Well, fair play. Uh, what I was like, what an absolute cracker. And I feel sorry for who else to follow that. Uh, and like we said, AEW again proving it can do something different to WWE. And Paige is looking for a beer. Found yeah. one in the crowd. Or is that a glass of urine? <laughs> it looks very frothy. Well, is that a sign of respect? He holds up a beer towards the young bucks. You know, gives them a bit of a salute that way. Yeah, it looks it looks that way, doesn't it? You know, it would be very, very interesting to see what happens. But we move on and we move on quickly. And the next match is going to be for the AEW Women's World Championship. It's going to be Nyla Rose, the champion, versus Chris Statlander. And we're going to do a quick tail of tape here. And I'll take the champ, Dan. You first. Okay, well, Chris Statlander is from... The Andromeda Galaxy, which, again, I thought, you know, it's kind of sounds a bit ridiculous. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, my favourite wrestler is Chris Statland. Oh, where's she from? Well, she's from the Andromeda Galaxy. I mean, it sounds a bit, you know, you used to get it back when The Undertaker was from Death Valley or from Parts Unknown and things like that. Yeah, you know, it was kind of, it was fun back then. But nowadays, it's a bit ridiculous. Ben. Yeah, no, you, uh, uh, mine's from another made-up place, Washington, D.C. <laughs> Washington Duck. Never heard of Duck before. Uh, Statlander's AEW record is 6-3. and three. Uh, Mine is 7-4. and four. Height, 5'8". Uh, my beast is 5'7". And the finisher is Big Bang Theory. And, of course, the finisher is the Beast Bomb. Uh, it was all about the build-up to the match. Since winning the title two weeks ago from Rio, Rose has had a target on her back. The entire women's locker room has had their eyes set on taking on the native beast. Well, Statlander is up first, although she's listed as number two, two. on the power rankings behind Rio, according to AEW's official website. But don't forget, Statlander has been piling up wins in the last week. She defeated Diamante on AEW Dark and Shayna on Dynamite. Uh, right, so, we, you know, we have a go at um, AEW's women division, Dan. What, what are your thoughts and what is wrong with it? Um, not enough time, not enough, you know, put in the forefront. I don't know whether it's because, you know, they haven't, they're not vice presidents of as part of the company. You know, you saw three of them who were very high up in the company get definitely the longest match we've seen of the night. You know, is that to do with higher up, Paul? I don't think it should be, I don't think it should be personally you know it it's i think it's a piss take to be honest um you know there have been loads and loads of remarks that they don't get given enough time or you know two women's matches on an episode of aw dynamite gets less time than a chris jericho promo and again you know that is certainly not right and you can even tell by the belt as well you know it's kind of like a a medallion yeah that they wear around their waist as opposed to an actual title belt which just show, go, you know, in my opinion, goes to show how much they think of the women's division. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with you there. It's been there. 
It's been a difficult time, hasn't it? You know, we had Rio as champion to start off and uh, has been successful, but none of the women have been featured in any real way. Britt Baker's been on commentary in a couple of matches, but apart from that, we've not really seen anything. Well, you had, you know, something starting with Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes, like, you know, kind of going around cutting the hair of people, and then that kind of was just wheeled out. Yeah, well, now, uh, we should say before we get on to predictions for this one, we didn't get the, of course, Young Bucks versus Omega and Page match, so we are free all heading into this one. And Dan, it is your predictions. Who have you gone for? I have gone for and still champion Nyla Rose. Yeah, I too have gone Nyla Rose in this match. I mean, what the reason is for going with uh, Rose? Um, for me, again, it's this pay per view certainly isn't about the women. You know, this has kind of probably been the least built-up match. It's not got a personal feel to it, unlike a lot of the other matches that have taken place. You know, even the pack orange Cassidy match has kind of got a little bit of personalisation to it. All this is is basically the number one contender going against the champion, or the number two contender, but she's had a bit of a win streak as of late. Yeah, like I said, the women's division is saying that hasn't been given time, even like Kenny Omega's been moaning about, it has done. Yeah, There's a lot of talent there, but it's just not being kind of used right as of now, and uh, what they need to go, you know, just give them some time. And like I said, the women's matches are the ones that are getting the least time. You see, even after the match, you see empty seats, people going for their drinks. It's it's the kind of filler match, and they're putting the women's division in that one. And it's, like we said, the one thing WWE's doing right at the moment is it's kind of the women's division, and, and this is the problem with AEW right now. Absolutely. So, we, you know, we just see how this... I'm going to say it's going to be about a five- to seven-minute match. Here comes Nyla Rose with a fire. Has she got the desire to get the job done here tonight? The Beast was impressive in the buying Battle Royal a few months ago for AEW. But like I said, that Women's Championship is so small. It looked quite big with Rio, but now with a Beast holding it, it looks like a pound coin. And will she have the death stroke here tonight? <laughs> I don't want to know about your stroking, James. Yeah, that's right. I think Nyla Rose is impressive, and that's not you know countering the same thing as like a Nia Jax or someone, actually someone completely different. Bit like Chris Statlander, you know, kind of look and where she's from. She's a bit out there, but I think tonight might be biting off more than she can chew, and that's never the case for the Beast. Absolutely not, no. But you know, this she's what kind of classing herself as an alien. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, Justin Roberts with the introductions. A sixteen-minute time limit. Six sixty. You're <laughs> that almost seems right, doesn't it? Almost, yeah. 60 apparently, but I don't think they'll get it. Absolutely not, no. Well, the yeah, Andromeda Galaxy. I mean, Dan, have you ever found weird things in Uranus? Um, well, you know, it's uh, it's a very gassy place, Uranus. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, there have been a few alien objects floating around I've, Uranus. I've heard a few people have landed in Uranus. I mean, is that true? There or? have been a few visitors to Uranus, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I find that, I mean, that happens. At seven or four overall, the beast Nyla Rose, as she has got in a dub. So let's hope uh, these women can deliver. So you think it's too soon for Nyla Rose to give up her title? And hang on, let me get the binoculars out so I can actually see the referee holding it up. <laughs> you can barely read the writing on it. Well, it depends what Statlander wants to do in the early going. Is she going to go for it early, or try and see how long she can get Nyla Rose into this match? Try and wear her out. Try and get you know. Hopefully she's got more stamina, more cardio. She's not going to win a test of strength battle, I think. That is for sure. So who do you think she looks more like? Um, Tamina or Nia? I don't think you... Like I said, 
forget the Nia Jax references. Forget the Tamina's. It's completely different to anything we've seen. She's incomparable. I mean, the Beast... I mean, Awesome Kong might be closest to her if we're going to talk about comparables. I mean, there's a chance, like I said, with the women's with Britt Baker, someone that could definitely do something. You know, Statland is someone that's been around. Rio is, again, should have another chance without a shadow of a doubt. B Priestley's a, a great talent. So the, the women's division have got the names. And, it, like, you know, even with um, Tennille Dashwood or someone like that, you know, to bring them in, you, you can do really well with them. And they had someone who impressed me in Impact Wrestling as well, Ali. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. kind of the bunny now. So she's just going around the bullet and the butcher or the dodger. Yeah, butcher the blade. That's the one. Butcher blade candlestick maker. So forgive my ignorance, but who is... <laughs> oh, bless her little art. Who is the face in the hill? And Nala Rose is the face. Really? Okay. Well, Stetlander failed to uh, kip up then and then try to kick, which was missed. Oh, dear. And a knee to the midsection, then a senton. Oh, she only just got over there as well in a standing moonsault. Can you put it down to nerves? Or is of she just it's... not great? No, I mean, there's going to be nerves in anything. You know, we, we see it all the time. And when, you, when you've been in a big fights, you know, it's the biggest match for her career. All the eyes run her, of course, the pay, people that pay pay-per-view money are seeing this now. I mean, to be fair... Well, apart it, from the people that have gone for their drinks. If they're watching it live as well, of, yeah. The there are a lot of empty seats. It's an old English expression. The kettle would be on during this match. Indeed, I think it would be yeah. fair to say. Uh, but that's AEW's fault and, you know, no one else. And the problem when they give everything in that one, you need the next match to kind of recover from it. You can't be on a high throughout all. Oh, we've seen it in WrestleManias in the past, haven't we? When there's big match after big match, you just can't, in the end, you burn out and that is a problem. Well, Statlander dives through the ring ropes, comes charging towards Nyla Rose who sidesteps her and Chris just kind of goes belly first onto the walkway. I think Chris crashed and just face first right into that. Crisscross. <laughs> now, Rose slowly bringing her in. Cause championship advantage, but want to take her time. And Nyla comes charging towards the ring, dives through with a bit of a spear. And that was impressive enough. Takes Statlander down. That could be it. No, just a two count. Two. So she's known as the Beast. Your Beast is impressive. Now I might be looking for the Beast Bomb. Trying to put Statlander away. Eh? Nyla Rose is the Beast. Yeah, but Brock Lesnar was around before Nyla Rose. So what? I can't, I can't have the same nickname. Mm-hmm. You just hate AEW. That's your problem. You hate Dave, Dave Meltzer and AEW. And Kenny Omega. Well, again, you know, it's all hyped up. And I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to fall into the hype without my own opinion. But what yeah, have I'm you thought of go. Dynamite week in, week out? It's it's been a bit hit and miss, you know. It's I don't think it's you know it's had its moments which have been better than some moments on uh, NXT, but I think NXT's been a preferable show. I think one thing with NXT does need to do though is it kind of needs to freshen up its storylines a bit. Mm. You're such an NXT fanboy, aren't you? <laughs> such a fanboy, I'm a wrestling fan, James, <laughs> and if the wrestling's good, I'm happy. <sighs> Regardless of where it is. Well, you're not happy about this. I, I yeah. don't see companies, James. I just see wrestling. <laughs> come, come on, you don't see it. I'm not wrestling brand racist. Another the WNR podcast. Don't worry about that. The amount of different companies that we've seen in the past few months when we're here for AEW now. Statland now trying to make a comeback against Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship. Tries a back suplex, but Statland lands on the feet. Tries to roll up, but gets pushed off. Lands a super kick, though. Stumbles, Nyla. Now both women down. For someone self-proclaimed as the beast, she doesn't seem very beastly. That's a compliment, isn't it? 
No, what, I mean in her wrestling hair? persona. No, I mean like in her <laughs> wrestling style. You know, if you're the beast, you can kind of shake off a lot more, not get like dropped for about a count of eight because of a super kick. Oh yeah, but it was the stuff she was taking before that. Oh no. And don't forget about the toughness. You know how hard the strikes of Chris Statlander might be. You know, we're talking about the beast here, but Statlander's probably got a little bit of height on her, and she's pretty solid as well, as you can see with the forearm shots. The way this match is going, Orange Cassidy is going to get a lot more offense in against Pack than I'm actually even thinking of. <laughs> I, I think you might be right. And Statlander there, Stefan Insiguri taking Rose to the outside. Oh my god, at least they hit the target. Made sure of that. Yeah, definitely sends Nyla Rose back first into Barricade. Now she's going to do it one more time. That might have been even bigger than the first one. Rose throwing back in. Statlander's going up top. She's got Nyla in her sights, who's getting up to her feet. After a couple of suicide dives, going to try to take advantage. Seated drop kick. Oh, into a cover, but Nyla Rose managing to kick out. Oh. I think we've seen Statlander getting a little bit more confident now in this match. Is the bloke in the middle at the front row trying to be Smiley T-shirt man, but the AEW version, who appears at every pay-per-view? He's got, like, the bright green shirt, a baseball cap. I... Maybe. <laughs> As Rose now taking out Statlander in the corner. Irish whip. Sent straight back into the corner she came from, and Rose with a clothesline from behind. Now, this is the beastly Rose I want to see. Man, I'm just stomping down on Statlander. And the Beast placing her on that top rope. Oh, no. Statlander is walking around the ring on her hands after escaping being draped over the top rope. And now <laughs> lays down for Nyla, gives, blows her a kiss. Well, misses a kick from Rose and hits one of her own. <laughs> Boots her. <laughs> DDT. This could be it. Two. No. Rose managing to kick out. Oh, Statlander there getting a little bit frustrated. <clears throat> and now trying to pick Rose up, but I don't know how successful she's going to be there. She's trying to get get her up for the Big Bang Theory, perhaps. <clears throat> uh, Rose blocks it, and now... An STF. With submission in, and with a weight bearing down on you, caught in the middle. Rose dragging her back to the middle of the ring, reapplies the STF. Well, Statlander might wanna, not want to tap out, but she might pass out with the pressure applied. Doesn't look like she's struggling to breathe too much, though. Oh. As Rose Gash, Statlander gets her knees up. Knees up, mother brain. And then a drop kick. Statlander just trying to build some momentum now. But gets powerbombed by Rose to no. no. Well, the setup powerbomb only gets two. Two. And the referee stopped before she even managed to kick out. Uh-huh. And Rose cannot believe it. And now Nala Rose going up. Looking to put Statlander away. But Statlander blocking it. And she's looking for the suplex off the top. Oh! Fucking hell. Well, that was a bit of a botch there, wasn't it? But still going in for the cover. Rose gets his shoulder up at two. Two! And I didn't think she can get the whole body over the top elevated. So she just came kind of come crashing down with her. And it looked really awkward, didn't it? Yeah. Um, a bit of a clumsy manoeuvre by the two women there. Or- well, yeah, both women at fault, but yeah. now Rose, you can see the fans are not happy about that. Big boot, the Statlander, Rose, again going up. Maybe going to try it again now. Second time lucky. Well, for first you don't succeed, try and try again. This time it might be looking for a Hurricane Runner. You could tell that wasn't going to come off, though. Well, she tried her best, got caught. Oh, my God, don't drop her there. Even the referee's helping. Oh, my God, fold her up. 
two, off the top, three. My God, that was terrible. A huge slam down. I've never feared for a wrestler's life so much in my life than I have in this match. Well, I don't want to be horrible to Statlander, but she looked like she had fucking lead in her ass as well. Like, even in the early going of that, it wasn't good. The suplex off the top was fucking botched. They had to reapply it, and then the power bomb there. Like I said, really, really bad stuff. Yeah, um, there was a few botches or mismanoeuvres going through the match. Um, Myla Rose, I don't think she looks as beastly as her name pertails, like, you know, in the ring. Um, How can you try and big up a women's division when this is kind of what you're subjected to? Why didn't we see a Britt Baker versus such and such? You know, what we could have seen a much better matchup, which would have kind of sparked a bit of a revolution in the women's division. Without a doubt. I'm just lucky, you know, we wanted it a little bit longer. We're glad we finished it. Like I said, about the 30-minute range. But anyway... That is the women's division in AEW. It means we both get another point. So we're four points. Oh, we are still tied. And we have got three is left. So our next match is probably the most personal one on the entire card. And it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus MJF. But before we do anything, let's do the tale of the tape. Dan, you take Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes, he's from Atlanta, Georgia. MJF from Plainview, New Jersey. He's got an AEW record of 10, 3, and 1. MJF is 6 and 1. Yeah, uh, funny enough, 6 foot 1 is the height of Cody. 5'11 for MJF. 215 pounds for Cody. And MJF a bit bigger, 216, only 1 pound. But you've got discrepancy in that weight, haven't you? I do, yes. Uh, MJF does look a lot broader and wider and fatter. And Cody Rose looks a bit skinnier. And the finisher is obviously the crossroads for Cody. And, of course, the double cross for MJF. And let's just talk a little bit about this feud. Well, at the start of AEW's foundation, Cody took on MJF as his protege, who would often accompany Cody for matches. At full gear on November 9th, 2019, Cody faced Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship with a stipulation... Stipulation. ...that if Cody lost, he could never challenge for the title again. While Jericho had Cody in the Lion Tamer submission hold, MJF threw in the towel as he felt that Cody could not continue. Thus, Jericho retained, ending any future world championship pursuits for Cody. Well, after the match, MJF consoled a disappointed Cody, but then turned on Cody, performing a low blow on him. On the following episode of Dynamite, MJF called Cody a liar and a sociopath and claimed that if it not prevented Cody from winning, his career would have been over. Cody came to the ring but was attacked by the debuting Wardlow, revealed to be MJF's bodyguard. As MJF refused to face Cody in a match, Cody asked MJF to name his price. MJF laid out three conditions to be met by Cody in order for a match between them to happen at Revolution. He could not touch MJF until the match. He would have to defeat Wardlow in a steel cage match. And he would have to take ten lashes with a leather belt on live TV. Well, Cody agreed to all the stipulations. Stipulations. And on the February 5th, 2020 episode, Cody took the 10 lashes from MJF, including one from Wardlow. Angered that Cody prevailed, MJF hit a low blow on Cody and then quickly retreated with Wardlow. Well, Cody then defeated Wardlow in AEW's first steel cage match on the February 19th episode to make the match with MJF at Revolution official. So this has been a few that has been well played. It's good storytelling by AEW, Dan, isn't it? You've got to agree. It is, yeah. It's probably the one good bit of storyline telling that they have done... <coughs> Uh, but again, it still doesn't take away from the fact that I really don't like MJF, and it's not the fact that he's a heel, I just think he's an absolute fucking moron. That why why do you hate MJF so much? You have this, you hated the Miz, 
you know, and now MJF, why, why is it against MJF? Um, I just dislike him. I don't think he can talk that well. I don't think his in-ring ability is that good. I don't think he's as good as he kind of feels he is. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it's just an instant dislike to him. Well, it's interesting, especially Wardlow involved, uh, that we are going to get this match. I mean, it was interesting, uh, the build-up to this, because Cody is unlike anything we've seen. He's traditional baby face, you know, like the fans are 100% behind him no matter what, and MGF is not a nice guy, he plays his gimmick 24 hours a day which is, uh, you know, sometimes maybe difficult to continue but this is a story that's been told and the fans can't wait for this one either No, it's, um, I I think you know, a lot of Cody's admiration is because he is kind of one of the owners of AEW or like, you know, the principal founder, whatever his title is in AEW. Um, I th- certainly think he's got kind of uh, the hard luck fans, you know, like the fan, oh, you know, he's been through so much, you know, we, we have to hope the title goes on him soon, you know, he's kind of won the fans round that way as opposed to just through grit and determination as other wrestlers go through. I think he has though, you know, I think what Cody has done has gone out and, you know, the legacy of, of, of Cody Rhodes on his shoulders was that in WWE he wasn't good enough doing what he was doing. He wanted to go someplace else and build something. And, and Dusty Rhodes did that in the 80s. He had competition, you know, WWE was the competition to WWE. And that's what Cody wants to do now. And I think the fans are definitely behind him. As for MJF, I would say he's extremely unlikable. But I think that's credit to him. Even if you dislike him, it's still a reaction. You know? I don't like him because of his heel actions, and I don't like him because of who he is. I just. But you would still boo him when you saw him, though, wouldn't you? I, I would nothing him. Well, that's the thing. If you need to nothing, like you did Enzo, when you saw Enzo, you nothinged him, and that's how you kill a wrestler's heat. At this moment in time, fans absolutely hate him, and they love Cody, and therefore leads to a match like this. Prediction-wise, then, we are level all at the moment. It's my turn to go, and in this one, I have gone for... MJF. Oh, wow, <laughs> James. Well, I think the scores are going to be differed because I have gone for Cody. Cody in this one. So, yeah, I think either way. I mean, this is. I've been thinking about AEW recently a lot, and I told you I've been thinking about these predictions. And this was the one match I feel that. I'll I, I give you a match that we're familiar with. You know, WrestleMania 20, you know, there's Chris Jericho and Christian involved. Yeah. I thought Christian needed a victory there because he can build him up to be a star. And Chris Jericho was already a star. I think with AEW, Cody and MJF, the storyline, maybe not continue straight away, but can continue in the future. And MJF getting a victory over someone like Cody can build him up. And I think that could be a good thing for him. Yeah, I I certainly see your points. But, you know, I see as there are enough heels going about in AEW to kind of warrant MJF being given the push just at this moment in time. Well, this is the thing, and to build up hills, then again, you need a babyface champion. And if predictions go my way, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens later on. Like I said, the next few, couple of matches are, are hugely important for what happens for the future of AEW. Can Cody get one victory? What are your reasons for going for Cody in this one? Um, I just think it's kind of the way that it's going to go. You know, Cody's kind of overcome all of these stipulations to get to this point in his time. So, you know, he's obviously going to overcome the next hurdle and, you know, the fans are going to be lobbying for him to become AEW World Champion. But I think that's a story that can take a little bit of time. And I think with Cody, he definitely will be AEW Champion. But when that happens, I'm not sure 
He's coming out of Brandy Rhodes and there's Arn Anderson. Yeah, um, he's got his logo tattooed onto his neck. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a bit stupid having logos tattooed anywhere on your body. The neck tattoo there, or maybe it's a, it's his new look. And Cody's entrance is always awesome, you know, when you see him come out. I'm, ju- I'm just glad he's not taking pop shots at Triple H anymore. <laughs> Rising yeah, down, look at that. Oh, of course, one of the owners of AEW has to have a live band playing him to the ring. Well, of course, the band Fisted playing this song. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's not like Triple H hasn't ever had Motorhead playing yeah. him to the ring. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a grand entrance, there's no doubt. But does anyone else get that entrance? Well, no one has done yet, and I think it shows you Cody, even though he's in a position maybe not on the top of the card... And why is Brandy here? Brandy is a Hill manager. Yes, but he is Cody's wife. So, I mean, how many people has he got? Oh, Stephen wow! Stephen Amell! Yeah! <laughs> well, we thought he was going to be at WWE backstage, but he's out here with Cody, one of his good friends. Oh, so, good. Yeah. I'm glad. And he's coming out with a uh, big crew. Well, yeah, and uh, obviously Amel hasn't really got much to do nowadays. So he's got a live band playing him to the ring like Triple H had. He's ripped his shirt off like Hulk Hogan, also wearing a weightlifting belt like Hulk Hogan. Brought his wife to the ring like Miss Elizabeth. <sighs> God, that son of a bitch, I tell you. Got tattoos like the Undertaker. <laughs> Fucking cunt. GF and Cody. It should be an interesting matchup. Oh. It's Downstate. Down you know that huge band that. <laughs> Not the Downstate. Bat Downstate, yeah. Fucking hell. What do you think of Wardlow? We're not mentioning him. Big man standing in the back. Um, is he generic enough for you? He is very generic. And Arn Anderson, look, oh. he's taken out his undertaker with uh, his oh. arthritic thumb <laughs> going across his throat. Oh, has there been enough cuddling and kissing between everyone at ringside for the match to get started yet? Well, I do not like that tattoo. No. I mean, neck tattoos always have a certain, you know... Calibre of person that has them. <laughs> well, no, it's the prison, you know, like... On the next, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it, if if that's what you want. And MGF now pausing it, saying, "What a grand entrance!" And Cody Rhodes started this AEW revolution, and now tonight, and he's standing in the corner, motioning at the crowd and getting hyped up like Trill H has done as well. What a prick! And Cody <laughs> coming in now, shaking the ropes, a la Ultimate Warrior and Batista, a la Ultimate Warrior and Batista. Right, let's get serious now because these two men are going to war low <laughs> no he's at ringside and they give him bracelets in the crowd so they light up well camera side anyway if you know what I mean hard cam hard cam what like DX used to give out glow sticks no like Coldplay do at the concerts don't ask me how I know that who are Coldplay <laughs> <laughs> and look at that the fans absolutely loving Cody and he's ready to go to start this match with MJF well MJF's ducking everything Cody has to offer and then begging away at the first opportunity to go and stand next to his big man. Yeah, hey, big man. Wardlow. MJF in great shape. The fans trying to fuck him up, Cody. To think the fans are like, oh, we can swear at this event. Well, I don't mind it. It brings something different. You know, there's no, there's, I can't see any kids at all. So, you know, it brings a more, oh. Looking for a springboard stunner or cutter. Cody cutter. And now Wardlow is jumping barricade, walking into the crowd and giving them the one finger salute. MJF is. Yes, MJF is. <laughs> he he knocks a hat off a fan's head. 
And Cody is bound by the laws of the WWE wrestling ring. He cannot leave. No, it. no. Arn Anderson is the one telling him, "Don't go out there. It's not worth it." Because his manager is what he's doing. The enforcer is enforcing the rules, making sure Cody doesn't get over it in his head. <laughs> Jeff just offering up fans. Oh, and then throws a beer in a fan's face. What a heel! <laughs> what a heel! I mean, he's doing everything to be heelish. He's giving them the double bird salute. He's knocking caps off of heads and he's throwing a beer in someone's face. I mean, you know, I've known heels to not need to work that hard to get over his heels, but, you know, if needs must and all that. Oh, it's just the reaction he's getting. It's, it's hatred. You don't see that often. We're finally going to get in there with Cody. So after all his tactics and game playing, it's not really paid off. Well, Cody with the offense for MJF now. A couple of right hands. Then turning it round. Cody with a kick to the midsection. Laying down to hit the punch. Springboard. Cody Cutter. One. Only, Only one. One. MJF one. One. <laughs> falls to the entranceway. And like you said, he's a proper old-fashioned hill as MJF. 24 hours a day. He's like a hill back in the 70s. Kayfabe hill. Exactly. Before Kayfabe died. And now Cody. Run up the entranceway. Oh, and here comes Cody now. Building up a head of steam. Really? And a huge clothesline over the top. That was just a bit over the top. <laughs> yeah, it was over the top. Goes for the cover and he gets a two. Two. Oh, the phalanges have been affected. And Jeff went for the kick. Cody caught him. Well, that was nice. Flipped him all the way around. And Jeff lands on his feet. Poked to the up. Oh, and then a stump on the phalanges. Well, you know he's got a broken phalange as Cody. So I'm Jeff targeting it. Is that anything to do with Regina phalange? It might be. And now we've got him up. Spinning. Well, he keeps spinning him around. He's got him out. Alabama slam. Alabama slam. That from Hardcore Holly. Former tag team partner. <coughs> well, Cody went in for the cover, then pulled MJF's head off to stop the count. And now just delivering right hands. Was he expecting to get up then? No, he just wants to show that he's in complete control, but he actually wants to hurt him instead. Ah. That's what I took from it. Right. Okay. Kick to the jaw. Do you think Cody's anger will get the better of him in this match as Wardlow pulls MJF out to Sanctuary? I think Arn Anderson's there to try and do that job himself, to try and keep telling Cody to stay calm, stay calm. Yeah, he wants to hurt MJF, but like I said, there's rules and regulations. To get the job done, he needs to come away with a win. Now, Brandy Rhodes turning Wardlow round, throwing a beer in his face. And Wardlow, like a typical big man, no selling it. And now he's going to go after Brandy, but Arn Anderson's there. Cody comes diving out, says Wardlow against Barry Kane, he's stomping the mud oh, James, and he's walking it dry. Well, like I said, a huge dive, and Cody feeling it, the fans are into this one. Even the commentators are recycling the old uh, catchphrase as well. So he's stomping the mud and walking it dry like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, is there a wrestler that this man hasn't ripped off yet, James? <laughs> I didn't know you hated Cody so much. I'm not, I'm just being an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you tell? You're so MGF. Yes, but I'm good at it. Oh, and now the distractions proved fruitful for MJF. As Cody was making his way back in the ring, he got his arm hung up on the top rope. And now Wardlow's getting involved. The referee has momentarily turned blind as Cody gets thrown back into the ring. Now Cody, Cody's shoulder first into the ring post. <coughs> this is an absolute throwback match from the 90s, isn't it? What's wrong with it? It's storytelling. That's what you wanted, mat wrestling. It's not just spot after spot, is it? Well, gut wrench... Powerbomb was as Cody's Ro Cody Rhodes' arm was stuck behind his back. That's putting more pressure onto the shoulder. And the shoulder and the foot and MJF just slowly dismantling. 
Cody Rhodes. And the classic back rake. Oh, an Irish whip with a twist there. Turns Cody upside down into the turnbuckles. Into a cover, but Cody managing to kick out. Oh. Well, MJF wants to get the victory as soon as possible and get the hell out of there. He hates the fans. He hates the city. He hates Cody. He hates everybody at ringside. Probably doing like Wardlow, just there to do a mission. He does like Burberry. Yes, he does. That's true. Which, again, is a throwback to the 90s, early 2000s. And MJF stomps down on the hand. So he's in the hand, the shoulder, the foot. Can he not just concentrate on one body part to wear it down? No, he's systematically destroying every body part, isn't he? Going around and doing it. Well, some wrestlers can do it, other wrestlers can't. And now he's doing a Ric Flair strut. Get him into... Well, he's getting into submission similar to what Hager had earlier to his brother. So maybe he's seen that. Maybe a weakness in the Rhodes game. Like a key lock, isn't it? Yes, trying to take him down with that. Now trying to sweep the leg. That's nice by MJF. But MJF has got a few fans, there's no doubt. Indeed, yes. And that's not what you don't want to hear. Sometimes you can be too good at your job as Cody now trying to fight out. He's got a lot of space to work on the nose of MJF. Oh, cheap shot. Oh, Cody tried for an Irish whip, but his arm just gave out and MJF again targeting the shoulder as Cody was uh, kind of clutching onto the top turnbuckle. He's figure-forward his own leg around the shoulder of Cody. No, he's just got a great bite. Well, that's JR again, not... Hip too hip to be square. I know what all the new phrases are. Yeah. As Cody now is in a lot of trouble. Trouble, 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 trouble. Oh, Lurton classic. Facing peril manoeuvre. He's biting the bottom rope like Nicky Cross. I mean, is there just a wrestler that he won't rip off, James? Well, I didn't know you're a fan of a wrestler that bites that bottom rope. Uh, But it'd be interesting to see if Cody can get back into this one. And now MJF are looking to expose that boot. Ah. The old yes. boot. Oh, he's getting a heel. Heel on heel action. Oh, rake to the eyes as he pulls the boot off of Cody's foot. We've seen this happen in an Eddie Guerrero match. I mean, he's having his boot removed like Eddie Guerrero did, James. I mean, he's ripping off dead wrestlers now. <laughs> he's just sick. And now MJF throws it away and exposed feet. Well, help out Matt Riddle, bro. That might not help out Cody. Bro. And a broken foot's going to be even worse. Oh! Oh! And now MJF is biting the sock-covered foot of Cody. That is the worst fucking thing ever. Don't you come near me with that. It's not my toe, James. It smells cheesy, but it's not my toe. Or your foot. MJF It is a foot. (laughs) MJF just... This is, is, like you said, a completely different to anything else we've seen tonight. Completely old school, and it's brilliant to see. You don't want to see it all throughout the night when it's just one match. Just shows you how much they despise each other. Cody Lowe managing to get out of trouble. But again, in my opinion, I haven't seen anything that resembles what we've classed as a five-star match in NXT. Oh, NXT. I'm just talking about wrestling, Dan. Talk about wrestling. This yeah, is I brilliant. am talking about wrestling. MJF face first into the turnbuckle. Cody taking him up. It is a good classic old school match, yeah. But this is what you want to see. You, want to, you don't want to see the same stuff all the time. You want to see different, like I said, different styles, different stories, throwbacks, the good stuff from the past being used today. And now Cody's got MJF in all sorts of trouble. And the reverse DDT off the top turnbuckle, all the way down. So about half eight. Well, Cody up to his feet, couldn't go for the cover. Sends MJF onto the apron and a disaster kick. And Cody then looking to run, but Wardlow up on the apron and distracting Cody. 
And it's good strategy, there's no doubt about it. Once you're distracted, you can't see what's going on. Now Arn Anderson has got the steel chair. And he's going to go after it. Wardlow backing off now. And all the while, MJF managing to recover. McCurdy's not waiting around. He's going straight after MJF. to get back into the ring. He's busted open. Wow, he's see for the impact there. And that's why he called it a disaster kick right off the top. And he's uh, the mask already as he's sent into the stairs. And MJF in serious trouble now. Certainly is losing blood by the heartbeat. And now Cody has got MJF exactly where he wants him. And now Cody's got MJF's blood in his hands as he punches him in the corner. And a beautiful power slam there by Cody. MJF come charging in. And now he's ripping off Randy Orton. And he got a two. Two. Well, technically, Goldust did that before Randy Orton did. So he'll be ripping off his brother. All right, ripping off his brother. Still ripping off someone. Oh, and now he's putting his hands up. In a fashion like Randy Orton does. Yeah, and he's paying to pay tribute with him because he's got Homage. a position. Looking for the suspension DDT. But MJF escapes it, stomps him on his foot. The oh. heat seeker. Got it. Foot on the ropes. Ah. Wardlow holding his feet there and the referee just dragging him off. You, you. No, you. no. Ah. No, Brandy's up. What's she doing? Flying cross body but gets caught by Wardlow. Oh my God, Wardlow's going to kill her. Cody might be saying the wrong thing, put it down. Oh, oh but Cody inadvertently kicked Arn Anderson. <laughs> and oh. that is not a young man to be taking kicks to the chest. Well, don't forget Arn Anderson suffered a broken freaking neck, Dan. And we kicked like that. But did he win a gold medal? He, did, he didn't win no. a gold medal. Exactly. But, but Cody distracted. Come on, MJF. A oh. low blow. So every single match we've seen with a former WWE wrestler has had a low two, blow. Fr- oh. Only a two count. Two. If I go back to my point, every match we've seen with a former WWE superstar has had a low blow in it. Well, unbelievable. <laughs> MJF. Oh, come on. And they might be looking. Go finish him off. Is he looking for the double cross? All right, Cody's blocking it. Sends MJF over the top rope to the outside. Who hang on to Cody and they both went tumbling over. On to those uh, wafer thin mats. And now thin of those mats, Dan. Well, because AEW doesn't have as much money as WWE, the mats are actually thinner because they can't afford thicker mats and it's over hardened concrete. And both men just splattered to the outside. We're referee counting now. Up to seven. Both men in trouble. Eight. Nine. Oh, both men roll in at the count of nine. And what an absolute war this has been. MGF tasting his own blood. And Cody boots short and now get the tape off his wrist. Cody wants him to get up. And they're going to have one last stand between these two men. Who's going to give in first? We have literally seen blood, sweat and tears in this feud from the very beginning with MJF. The crocodile tears. And he's seen this sweat and blood here tonight. And Cody wants to put him away, but I hope MJF can get the job done. Well, Cody's starting to get the upper hand, reeling off four shots unresponded. But MJF with a kick to the midsection. But just not quick enough on the uptake. And that's just a jab after jab by Cody. Taking a page out of his old man's boot, looking for the bionic elbow, but MJF just falls to the mat in a heap. <laughs> MJF there, holding on. Come on, avoid it. On the fans chant for Dusty, and now Cody's got him. No, no, MJF turns it around, double cross. Come on. One, One two, two, no. <laughs> Cody manages to kick it. Uh, MJF can't believe it. Oh, it's his best shot. Nor can JR. And Arn Anderson is getting checked on. I think he'd be all right. MJF can't believe it. Yes. He's getting the belt. 
gonna with the lashings that Cody took before, he's gonna do it again. Well, with Cody's own belt. The referee's warning him though. Now MJF get distracted with the referee, not be able to use the belt. Oh, hits a low blow. And now Cody now set them up. Oh my god, it's got him like a vertebrator. Into a cover. Two. No. Oh. MJF managing to kick out. Oh. I thought it was done and dusted then. I've only seen, I remember Shane Helms using that move before. That is so dangerous to get up. As Cody now looks to be smirking. No, James hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face because he's picking up his weightlifting belt. Payback, so you know what. It is indeed. But the ref wouldn't allow MJF to do it. All right, look, you've had one for free. Any more, and I'll have to DQ you. The referee just saying, let me have one more. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> he deserves it. And throws his belt to the crowd. Oh, my God. So you can bribe a ref to say, let me have one more. Really? Cody, you see what the referee's with him. Everybody's with Cody Rose on this journey. And look at MJF. Intelligent. Integrity. Intelligence. Integrity. Intelligence as well. (laughs) Thank you. You finally got that. And uh, MJF in a fetal position. And to be fair to Cody Rhodes, it looks like he hasn't even started a match yet. (laughs) It doesn't, does it? It He's not even sweating. And MJF. (laughs) He's cuddling the foot of Cody. Is he crying? (laughs) And there's more tears, but like the crocodile kind of tears. Oh, he's sorry, all right. Is he playing possum? Hello, possums. He didn't mean it. Poor MJF. Oh, look, he wants to be friends with Cody. Isn't that lovely? What a way to end a match. There we go, ref. Just call it there. Oh! Well, MJF said, I'm sorry, and then spat in the face of Cody. Oh, no! Crossroads. He can cover him. But no. Crossroads again. One more time. And MJF in serious trouble. No, oh. knee to the face. And what's he got? The pinky ring. It, Cody, go to cover. One. Two, three. Yes! MJF beats Cody Rhodes. Oh my God. I cannot believe what we've just seen. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? It was quite a fun throwback match. You know, I enjoyed it. I think it went on a touch too long. I think, you know, there was far too much in between what was going on, you know, pandering about and... It kind of took a bit away from the match. It could have been about five minutes shorter and still been a bet quality. But I really enjoyed it, though, even though, of course, the outcome. But even though it was like they threw everything at it, didn't they, really? You know, they had the kind of Arn Anderson thing and the bleeding, Wardlow and Brandy Rhodes. But I still think it told a story. And I think it's the right result, I think, because Cody's over anyway. And this helps MJF out. I think he was quite impressive in this matchup, even though he didn't do... You know, the stuff maybe you think. I think there's a character there that could definitely have got, it's got work. Do you know what I mean? I really do. Uh, I still don't see it. Oh, well, I like it. And Cody Rhodes, though, and uh, MJF putting a hell of a performance. Um, it does mean after that, though, I do go in the lead. Yes, five points to four with just two matches. He's getting checked on by Brandy. <laughs> well, Cody Rhodes, they're getting helped out by Arn Anderson and... Well, Cody's going to have to recover from this. He's never allowed to fight for the AEW World Championship. He's just come up short against MJF. What is next for Cody is the question. A spine buster. <laughs> and then Arn Anderson grabs Brandy and just kisses her. Yeah. Or Brandy grabs Arn and kisses him. I mean, I don't mind either way. 
But the fans still love Cody Rhodes here. They do indeed, yes. He was cheated out of his victory. That's why they love him. Well, Cody Rhodes there and the fans. Can't believe what they've seen. What an effort by both men. And I think what a pay-per-view it's been as well. Of course, we've still got the big main event to come, Moxie versus Jericho. But up next is going to be a match I cannot wait. It's one of our Magnificent Seven in action. It's going to be Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Now, this came about on the February 26th episode of Dynamite. Orange Cassidy interrupted Pac's post-match interview after Pac's loss to Kenny Omega, creating a standoff between the two. Later in the episode, a match between the two was confirmed for Revolution. So we already, we've seen him interact before, and Pac absolutely decimated Cassidy. So this is going to be very, very interesting. We've got very strong opinions about both men. Um, what are your thoughts on Orange Cassidy before the match, Dan? Before the match, again, you know, he is he's something fun, but he's, he's not something that's going to be around for a long time you know it's not something that you can kind of go any further with we've seen it he's he's kind of like a casual style wrestler and someone who but then he just gets beaten the fuck out of so you know he hasn't got doesn't do much in the ring well let's see if he can shock the world here tonight pack is a guy we've talked about extensively on magnificent seven and that was uh, of course our, our last episode that we did if you want to come and check it out uh, we talked about Pack and his stand in AEW. He's not really been working out for him, has it, so far, Dan? What does Pack need to do? Is it matches against Orange Cassidy that's going to help him? Where, what would you do with him? <laughs> um, well, you know, again, to be fair to the bastard, he is in a better position than if he was in WWE. Um, you know, maybe he probably would have been in a better position if he had gone to NXT, and I don't even you, think about... Would you well, stop NXT, about NXT? NXT UK, do you think you could have a great match with Volta? Of course he could, but he could be world champion AEW if booked right, and that's the great talent that he is, you know. No offence to NXT UK. I think Pat could hold the AEW World Championship. I think he could have been a great contender for the for the WWE Championship if used correctly. There's This guy is not just a high flyer. He's got everything. I mean, personality maybe needs to be worked on a little bit, but the bastard character definitely works. And I'm a huge fan of Pac, and of course I'm a huge fan of Orange Cassidy. Prediction-wise, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? Look at the reaction of Freshly Squeezed. I have gone for a huge upset, James. No. Pac's going to win. I, too, have gone Pac for the victory. So you've not gone for your man. I've not gone for my man, no. Well, he's coming out with uh, his best friends as well. Who are they? His best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky T. How can you forget that? Chuck Taylor. Yeah, Chuck Taylor. All right. You might be... The best friends going out here. I call him Chucky T. We're friends. And I'm friends with uh, OC as well. And look at that. Look at the way he gets in the ring. Absolutely brilliant. I can see this match going less than five minutes. I'll be surprised it goes longer. This is the match I've been looking forward to the most all night. And a co-main event of AEW pay Co-main event? Yeah. Fuck off. It is low, isn't it? No, it's like the filler match in between. <laughs> this is, as you put it, James, the match where you go, oh, stick the kettle on. Go, oh, stick the kettle on. Do I really sound? I don't think I sound like that. But freshly squeezed and packed. This is going to be unbelievable. Well, he's actually taken off his, off his top. He's putting on his elbow pad and he's going to put his hands in his pockets, I presume. And he looks ready for business. Bell rings. He's not going to be phased. We've seen a bit of Orange Cassidy before looking back at... Uh, most ridiculous. It's weird how both of these men are featured. The top ten most ridiculous and magnificent seven. So, exactly. Look at that. Hear the crowd. Holy shit. Oh, I'd love to be in a crowd there. The crowd oh. Absolute morons. 
Oh no. Pack Stoffelin for getting his hands in his pockets. Hey, look at that wrestling down. Even you're impressed. Oh, hey. <laughs> you don't want to piss off Pack. I have no words. But this is unbelievable. You need to watch this to believe this match. This is awesome. Oh my god, look at the kick. Oh, another one. No. Oh my god, Pack responding. Oh no, both men just trading in the middle of the ring here. This is unbelievable stuff. I don't know how they can take this. Oh, here we go, Cassidy. Oh. oh. Pac's had enough playing. He just shoves Cassidy. His glasses go flying. His hands stay firmly in his pocket. And Cassidy might get pushed down. Going to get back up again. Fight forever. This match could be a 60-minute Ironman match. Fucking hope not. Cassidy, though, rolling out the way. Drop kick. Give up. <laughs> and look at that. Everybody on their feet. Look how cool. Orange Cassidy is. I picked him out months ago. A year ago I was talking about him. And for the viewers not watching on video, or for the listeners not watching on video, I am sat here shaking my head. <laughs> uh, look at that. Oh, go to the pin. No. Pack gets shoulder up at two. Two. Now Pack's saying, wait a minute there. You can see Cassidy fly. Yep. In a two well backbreaker. And that pulled his hands from his pockets. And now Pack with a kick. And he throws the OC to the outside. And I think he just wants to teach Cassidy a lesson now. Making a mockery of this business. Yeah, and I think exactly, that's exactly what he's saying. He sends him into barricade. But Cassidy's tough. I'm not giving up on him yet. The biggest match of his life. Now Pac just picking up. Cassidy going to send him into the ring post. Fucking hell. Shit. Well, that was a, a huge impact. Well, Pac's had enough fun with people like Enzo and people like that, Jokers and... He thinks Cassidy might be one of them. Well, me and Pac think alike then. The replay of the ring post looked vicious, and Pac now telling the fans to be quiet. Well, Orange Cassidy gave it a good try. Slams Cassidy down. He's got a bounce back from his victory against Pac, uh, against Omega. He's lost. Exactly, his match. <laughs> his match is lost. It's the same thing. As Pac goes up top, looking to put Orange Cassidy away. Ugh. Seated dropkick sends Cassidy halfway across the ring. Would you, would you say... Orange Cassidy is big, so you say he's big Cass. He's not big. I'd say Pac's bigger than him. But Cassidy's got the confidence. And now Pac say, look at me, look at him. It's not a competition. Well, it is a wrestling competition, James. To be fair. To be the winner. To be the winner for Pac. He's saying it's no competition. And the fans still behind freshly squeezed, but I think this is it. Spinning heel kick to the midsection. Kick to the jaw. And a super kick to the side. OC's out on his feet as Pac. Gets him up. Sit out. Powerbomb. No. Cassidy managing to kick out. Uh, and Pat can't believe that. Referee telling every single person that will listen that it was a two count. Two. And now Pat got Cassidy. No pulp. The fans are charming. <laughs> and that's brilliant. As Pat now going, all right, you want pulp? Well, I think thanks to the fans, <laughs> Pat is going to punish freshly squeezed even further. <clears throat> Uh-oh, and here comes Cassidy now in serious trouble. Brain buster suplex off the top. Oh. Uh-oh. Nah. <laughs> back. Just like Cody Rose did earlier, and it came back to haunt him. He just helped Orange Cassidy back up. He's lifeless and limpless at the moment. <laughs> and he drags Cassidy face first to the corner. And here we go. Pack going up. Looking for the black arrow into Brutalizer. Or the bastardizer. No. 
Cassidy managed to roll that away. He's still in this one. Is that an orange roll? <laughs> what a bad shot. Holy shit. And Pat going up now. And he's rolling out of the way. Intelligence. Intelligence. That's what Orange Cassidy is showing now. He's just delaying the inevitable, James. This is wrestling. This is what it's all about. It's Cassidy now. Already getting on the roll. And Pac now is going to stop him. No, wait. <laughs> Cassidy smiles. And then starts rolling the other way. <laughs> now Pac saying, yeah, fair play to him. Fans are... Oh, Cassidy's Cassidy. on his feet. Suicide dive. <laughs> Throws Pac in now. And what the hell? Cassidy going up. <laughs> Diving cross body. Dr. Lariat. DDT to Pac. Into the cover one. Two. No. My God. Where did that come from? From OC. Fully behind him. Oh. Again, you just pissed off the bastard. What a huge clothesline just taking him down. And Pac now just trying to catch his breath back. Oh, and Pac now just picking up Orange Cassidy. Oh, and now the shots by Cassidy. Oh, Pac putting a bit of mustard behind his shots. And Cassidy get to his feet. And he's doing it again. Hands in his pockets. And Pac saying, well, that's the end of you then, son. <laughs> Superman punch. <laughs> Superman punch from the pockets. The crowd 100% behind him. Oh. Well, Pac looking for a suplex. Cassidy turns it into a stunner. And can it be for freshly squeezed? Can he go up top? Can he finish him off? This will finish Pac off. Oh. Pac kicking the bottom rope, crutching Cassidy on top. And now Pac saying, no, enough's enough. He's got Cassidy up on his shoulders. Oh, my God. Now into the, like a tombstone. Cassidy now trying to fight off. Oh. Turns it around to a DDT from the top. Cassidy going up. Can he do it? Oh! A DDT from the top. Oh, my God. And Paco rolling out of harm's way now. How close was that? And now, oh. And now Trent grabs hold of Pack, Throws it back in. Cassidy. Air raid crash into the cover. One, two. No, <laughs> Pack managing to kick out. Uh, last set. Oh, my God. Here come the... Let's, taking out the best friends. Phoenix and Pentagon. Chuck Taylor goes over the top of the referee, takes out the Lucha Bros. Oh, and Orange Cassidy looking on at the action, and it's all broken down now. Cassidy gets to his feet, packs up to his feet. Oh my God! Just takes him down. Now got him in the brutalizer. Brutalizer's locked in, and I don't know what the fuck the referee's doing, winding his arm up. And that's it. Come on, ref. Call for the bell. Cassidy out. And he can't break the grip of Pack, who eventually accord. My God. I think he was well and truly humiliated and embarrassed by Orange Cassidy during that match. Who was? Pack. I think Cassidy showed his heart and determination, showed that he was a true future star of this business. I think he proved everybody wrong. You enjoyed that match, didn't you? Those moments, I laughed. <laughs> you had a smile on your face throughout the whole match, Dan. Don't lie. It was an embarrassed smile. It was an enjoyment. Pat got the victory. He looked good in the end, but Cassidy got time to shine and prove he's just a little bit more than a guy who puts his hands in his pockets. And I think that's exactly what you're... Look at the crowd reaction. When's the last time so a wrestler had that pure fucking... However long it lasts, Dan, it's going to be special. Yeah, but it's it currently... It's, it's good to cheer at things like that. It's... You know, these all see that, yeah, it's fun to kind of react like he's just hit a sweet chin music when he's just tapping the shin. They think it's fun. 
they're kind of marks for themselves. It is fun, though. It's wrestling. Out. Wrestling is fun, Dan. This is wrestling, all right? This is what it should be about. Us enjoying ourselves watching it. Yeah. Not taking ourselves too You know, serious. again, taking it out from the negatives, he did show that he is more than a guy that puts his hands in his pockets. Yeah. There was a few fun moments in there, but to do it against Pac, I mean, you know, this is kind of losing a bit of credit for, credibility no, for I, Pac. I don't, I don't think Pac loses it. I think Pac, the way he does in the end, makes sense. Pac, you know, he he didn't need, like I said, his little rub, he'd get the victory. I think it helps him out. Look at him proving the point. Look what he did in the end with the submission. He had him well beaten. There's no doubt about it. Brutalizer got the job done. I really enjoyed that match. What a cracking pay-per-view it has been. And AEW next time is going to be uh, in May as well. So that'll be looking forward to that next AEW pay-per-view. But we have only got one match left. And that, of course, is the main event for the AEW World Championship. And it's John Moxley versus Chris Jericho, Le Champion. So we set some main events. Let's just do the tail of tape quickly. And Dan, you can take your man, the former Dean Ambrose. Well, John Moxley is from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Chris Jericho, the champion from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Eh? Hey. His current AEW record is 11-1-1. Y2J's record is 10-1-1. One, one. His height is 6 foot 4 inches. He's 6 foot, is Chris Jericho. He's 234 pound. And Jericho, 225 pounds. <laughs> A little Fuck bit off. slimmer than Moxley. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't believe that. And, of course, Moxley's finisher is the paradigm. And, of course, Jericho can use the um, a lot of different finishing moves, but the Judas effect probably the most difficult one in his uh, inventory right now. Uh, so, Dan, are you excited for this main event match? Is this something that gets you revved up for AEW Revolution? I am quite excited for this match. You know, I do admire what Chris Jericho can do in the ring. I have mocked him for his weight issues and kind of being over the hill, but he still can deliver a very good match. And John Moxley, I think, you know, with the right power. I think without a shadow of a doubt and all this build-up, you know, let's not forget, it all started after John Moxley's victory over Kenny Omega at full gear. He turned his attention to the AEW World Championship. On December 11th, 2019, episode died my AEW World Champion Chris Jericho invited Moxley to join his faction, the Inner Circle. Well, after considering his choices for several weeks, Moxley finally agreed to join the group on the January 7th, 2020 episode. However, this was later revealed to be a ruse as Moxley was Jericho and stablemate Sammy Guevara. On the January 22nd episode, Moxley defeated Pac to become the number one contender for Jericho's Championship at Revolution. So, Moxley... And Jericho. But this goes a lot deeper. These two guys have had feuds uh, back in WWE. Do you think it's the right thing to do to put these two guys together? Like we said, they can work well, can't they? And they are the two probably... Are they the biggest stars in AEW? Uh, again, I think they are. The Moxley certainly is. He's you know he's an absolute brilliant talent. Uh, and Jericho, you know, for what he can't do in the ring at the moment anymore he can certainly do on the mic so he kind of brings a different dimension to this so you've been a big fan of Dean Ambrose Dan what have you thought of John Moxley since his move to AEW a year ago today he was teaming up with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns last time last hurrah as his shield a year on is he better or worse what are your feelings uh, I feel he's better off than if he would have stayed in WWE um, he's certainly been telling good stories he's kind of been in the limelight, you know, especially his uh, NJPW. It's been, you know, it has been great. Everything's coming up for John Moxley. 
Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, and it's something that we're looking at. He seems more confident, doesn't he, as a performer, as he's done before. He said a lot of things about WWE not being free. He seems freer, and that kind of works. Do you like the comparisons with Stone Cold, or do you think you know he should be the first John Moxley? I think he should be the first John Moxley. I don't like you know pale comparisons of other wrestlers, kind of being cast over wrestlers. Well, we are just moments away, and of course Moxley got attacked by the inner circle, stabbed in the eye. That's why he's been wearing the eye patch as of late. He's not become a, become a pirate, but you never know with uh, Moxley. Will the inner circle help Matt? Will help Jericho or not? Prediction-wise, Dan. We talk about the scores after the Orange Cassidy match. It's a point each at six five there. Last match, so you, we need to go different for you to get a draw. Who have you gone for in this one? I have gone for AEW champion Moxley. Yeah, and I too have gone John Moxley. So that means that I do get the AEW pay for you win. The prediction league starts off with uh, JR ahead in AEW, but we are just waiting for the main event now. We're both thinking it's going to be a new AEW world champion. What are your reasonings behind thinking Moxley is going to become new champion here tonight? Well, I think Jericho's kind of done pretty much everything he can with the title. You know, he's kind of pushed Cody Rhodes out of the title picture. He's kind of beaten everyone who's come up against him. Um, You know, he hasn't been a very active champion, in my opinion. You know, he hasn't done too much. And I hope John Moxley can, like, you know, want to bring on all challengers and it'll bring a fresh face to what can happen with the AW title. I think without doubt it's going to be interesting to see. But the champion Chris Jericho, he's been so strong holding AEW together in the early goings. And now it feel, just feels like, doesn't it, they need a babyface champion to kind of push them through. And there's no better than Moxley, especially how confident he is. He's seeing coming through the arena or from the outside in. <coughs> I patch and all is John Moxley. He looks like he's ready for a fight. And it's the unpredictability of Moxley. He will do anything to walk out as AEW champion. I feel he's ripping off the shield entrance. But he can come and go as he pleases. Do you know what I mean? Like Technically, he was that was part of the entrance anyway. It was Roman Reigns ripping off the shield entrance. He is, though, isn't he, Roman Reigns? He comes out the shield theme, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so. I know. I don't know how much of a fan you are of uh, Moxley anyway. Or you were a Dean Ambrose. With Moxley, we've seen bits and pieces of him, but like I said, the match against Omega and his stuff in New Japan. Of course, he got a uh, match with Zack Sabre Jr. down the line for the US title, and he might be AEW champion at that point. Well, you know, you can only hope. <coughs> but yeah, I certainly believe John Moxley deserves to be AEW champion. And what an entrance this is with a choir actually singing Chris Jericho's theme tune coming out so do you think it's the right thing to do I mean AEW are certainly encouraging their fans to sing along with Chris Jericho's theme tune even though he is a heel and they kind of WWE abolished that with Nakamura's by putting a, the, the rap through it as well yeah I mean fair play to AEW people want to have fun they want to participate that's why people have poses they put in and, and moves that they do to resonate it's the whole point of a fucking it's, it just pisses me off. People think wrestling should be all fucking serious and shit. No, it should be fun. Fucking enjoy it. Well, let's get serious now, James. Ah, do you know what I mean? Rolling friends. And AEW provided, it proved tonight that it doesn't have to be WWE to put on a fucking hell of a pay-per-view, to put on a show and a spectacle and make it feel like a big event as well. It's been a, <laughs> it's, it's been a great pay-per-view, again from AEW. They've delivered. And now this main event. And we're expecting a new champion. And imagine reaction from that. <coughs> And Jericho's not coming out here alone either. Santana and Otis. But what does Jericho have to offer if he is defeated for his championship, James? He's still a name. We talk about, this is the whole point, what Cody Rose and other people are doing. Even Dustin Rose. 
people defeat a Chris Jericho makes that could possibly make or break a career. You know, and especially the way Jericho goes about his business now, this this hill, he can have a couple of years still doing really funny segments on Dynamite or pay per views, and then putting over opponents in the end. This, you know, even if he loses, start this is not the end for the champion. You see Jericho's scars of war already, and that's how a champion makes his entrance. And Jericho, you know, about is he past it? Is he not? But he's still. He still has it. And the same thing with John Moxley as well. He's been pacing back and forth. <coughs> and Moxley has been on a roll. And like I said, the stitches that Jericho has given to him the way in. Um, he flips off that eye patch to reveal his eyes healed underneath. And out of the two guys now, Dan, who do you say is the more confident looking between the two? Oh, Moxley without a shadow of a doubt. Jericho, I think, you know, he has reason to be cocky. You know, he has pretty much done everything there is to do in wrestling. But I, I don't know, I think he's going to take Moxley too lightly. You know, he's obviously got his uh, boys by his side, a couple of members of the Inner Circle, Santana and Ortiz. With a little bit of bubbly. 182-day reign as champion. Will it come to an end here tonight, Jericho? And Moxley have been an unbelievable. When Aubrey Edwards gets the job in this match, and the bell rings and Jericho's not coming out the corner yet. <coughs> and now he does and meets Moxley right in the middle. Both men wailing away at each other. Mox with a couple of stiff chops, Irish whip. Jericho hangs on, but Lee eliminates him from the rumble, sends him over the top rope. And Moxley chasing down Jericho on the outside, throws him over a barricade. And stares down Santana on Ortiz, showing them that he's not intimidated by him. Without a doubt, you think the referee would give him some leeway in this one, seeing as the world title's on the line. And talk about the eye patch, though, impairing vision as Jericho's making a good point now. And Jericho just attacking Moxley there. And the ref's letting it go. Well, fair enough. AEW World Title on the line. Most important match. That's what people paid to see. But do you think it's right in a company like for the referees to kind of have literally no meaning whatsoever? I mean, all they are literally there to do is to count three. Yeah, well, I think that's good enough. As long as they're there for that. Yeah, but like, you know, giving them so much leeway, it should be a 10 count at this point. If they wanted to kind of run around the arena, they could have said, right, okay, it's a anything goes match or, you know, this match, that match. Yeah, but I like the way that anything can go. It seems more unpredictable in that way as well. And does it referee's too much of a focal point this time? It's just referee just letting things go. He's going to make the count, like he said. Not going to get involved anywhere else. We saw a little bit earlier in the old style match with Cody Rose referee there saying, "No, oh, go and let things go." But usually, yeah, that's it. We, we, it's nice to be different. As a, both men now just brawling. Moxley got a huge pop being in the crowd. Jericho fighting back now. Yeah, sends Moxley into a fan. <laughs> now Jericho's got the camera. Say to Moxley, he's number one. <laughs> Takes a sign off a fan and uh, puts it over his head. Oh, my God. Picking up a barricade and throwing it over the back of Moxley. Well, Jericho definitely bringing it. We think Moxley might have the advantage. Like a no disqualification. Jericho seems to be enjoying. Oh, no, wait a minute. Moxley off the stage onto Jericho. Now going in the attack, throwing him on the entranceway. Moxley looks at me in business now as he picks up Jericho. Huge forearm. Rocking the Ayatollah of rock and roller. And a headbutt, and a headbutt called the stitches. I think Jericho worrying about that at the moment. Moxley comes jumping off, double axe smash. And now he's got Jericho up and a huge chop to the chest. Moxley saying, look at me, look what I'm going to do to you. And he bites the stitches of Jericho. <coughs> That's sick and sadistic. I'll tell you that. Moxley gets sent face first into the ring post, so. Well, like I said, it's been a long pay-per-view, hasn't it? And we're just trying to get slowly get into this one after all the action that we've had. It's getting late, staying up for this as well. There's Jericho cheering. 
Moxley now struggling. Oh, Moxley's busted open already in this match. I think it might be near the eye as well. Now Jericho, like a shark, spending blood. Going over to attack Moxley. What's Jericho going to do now to Mox? Oh, my God. Power bombs him through the ring announcer's table on top of the bell. Jesus Christ. Moxley collapsed that then. High fives round for Jericho. And you can see the blood now pouring out of Moxley. In serious trouble. I think his head hit the back of that bell. And this is exactly what Jericho would have wanted in the early go in this match. Maybe Moxley's over his, out of his depth at the moment in time. Are you shocked by this with the amount of punishment Moxley's taken? Uh, I am slightly, yeah. But, you know, you know what Chris Jericho is more than capable of doing in a match. You know, he will do pretty much anything to keep his championship. Well, what I like about AEW is that they do different type of matches as well. It's not all the same, you know. They're not all just trying to go on and do one thing. We've seen different styles of this. And again, it's got kind of throwback attitude. But more kind of the attitude era with them brawling in the stands and then coming out round. And I think it's good, you know, you use the good stuff of the past and make it work nowadays. As Jericho now has just been beaten away at the eye. And I was up on that second rope. Just comes out with a huge clubbing bow, taking the breath right out of Moxley. And then straight on top again with the right hands. Moxley hasn't been able to breathe, not had any separation yet. So for Jericho to get a victory, this would be kind of like a huge accomplishment for him as champion. I think, especially both of us not giving him a chance, and exactly the same game plan as he's using right now is making him do it now. He's enjoying himself, he's comfortable. This is where Moxley can change Jericho about the moment, just his game plan. If you're Moxley now, how'd you get out of this, Funk? Jericho's got you right where he wants you. Um, you need a bit of a breather. You need to kind of capitalise when Jericho is being cocky, when he's going round, talking on the mic, where he's picking up the camera, he's high-fiving his guys. That's when you need to kind of capitalise on it. You know, you need to use every moment you can to recuperate and come back at Jericho with exactly what he's given you. The thing about this is Chris Jericho, to many others, he won't make many mistakes in the match and that's why he's been champion for so long. And Moxie definitely struggling right now. Slapped him so hard and he took the eye patch off. He's getting Moxley's face, but Moxley's returning it. Each forearms and elbows. Irish whip reversed by Jericho. Sends Moxley stern and first into the turnbuckles. Now Jericho just for the foot rake of Moxley. Jericho sends Moxley to the outside, distracting him. And they're attacking him behind the referee's back. I mean, we've got to admit, great play by Jericho. Distracting the ref, allowing Ortiz Santana beat him down. Moxley's in serious trouble, especially this last five minutes. Like, we tell the fans are in shock. Uh, Moxley just trying to fight back, but Jericho's been on him. Now he finally is. Like forearms after forearm trying to get back. Irish rip reversed by Jericho. He sends Moxley into the steel steps. And he crashes right into them, doesn't he? Collapse, folds himself down. As Ortiz just looking on. <clears throat> Does Moxley need someone to even up the numbers? Well, who's got, he's got no one as friends. Much like Stone, don't trust anyone. Don't have any friends. And Moxie in AEW has not gone close to anybody, has he, really? He just he, he went against the Elite with Omega. He's gone against uh, the Inner Circle now. So is there anyone that hates Santana and Ortiz that would come out and kind of remove them from this match? I don't think, I don't think anybody would. Who's going to argue with the Inner Circle right now? Is AEW going to become a place where it's all about teams and gangs, you know, as we see with the Inner Circle and the Elite, and you've got a few others as well, like the Best Friends. Let's not forget, forget about them. With Moxley, he is all alone. And that's to his credit and, as you're seeing right now, detriment to him. Indeed. But Pac walks alone. And yet, you know, you had uh, the Lucha Bros coming out yeah. and taking out best friends. Maybe that's a start of something there as well. We shall see. As Jericho and Aldi Shoes chopped to Moxley. 
just in complete control. And you've got the Dark Order as well. Dark Order, another big group, and we're waiting for the leader of that. Matt Hardy. <coughs> or someone, we just don't know. And now Jericho put Moxley up on that turnbuckle. And now he's going to look to maybe suplex him off the top. He's been wearing him away. And Moxley has not been able to get back into this one. Now Jericho going all the way up. I think Moxley's gripping with his feet, though, trying to prevent himself going over. Jericho's punching the ribs to try and weaken him up. And, oh, Moxley, though, suplexes Jericho down. Now Moxley looks to try and get up to the top turnbuckle. Takes Jericho off his feet with a lariat from the top. Yeah, beautiful clothesline there, but I think the impact down might have created more blood to flow now. Moxley now struggling to get to his feet. There we go, yay nay punches. Moxley's getting the upper hand, though. (coughs) Yeah, takes him in the corner, doesn't he? Clubs away at him, and then stumbling the mud hole, walking it dry... And our box operation. Come on, Dan. Stay with me. We're the main event. We've got this, son. We've got this. To Jericho reversed. Moxie in the corner. His legs get caught by Y2J. Oh, no. It's going to be it. No, Moxie reverses. With a move he learned from Randy Couture. I bet he's feeling Randy right now as he goes for the submission. Jericho goes to the outside. Here comes Mox. Suicide dive to the back of Jericho. (coughs) Well, takes him out, but he's still got... Ortiz and Santana out there looking on. Orbiota's got control of the action as Moxley throws Jericho back in. Proud and powerful there to kind of uh, distract Moxley. But that didn't work this time. He hangs Jericho up. It's a running knee strike to the side of Jericho's head into a cover. No, Jericho managing to kick out. Oh, and that was close there. Moxley is slowly building momentum now in this matchup. Is he going to look for it now? No, look at the power shift but. Ortiz up on the apron. Oh, and he gets socked with that uh, sock full of uh, baseballs. Lion salt. Two. No, Moxley managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And now Jericho just going right back on the attack. He's got the blood of Joxley smearing it. Uh, Joxley? He's got the blood of Moxley smearing it down his face and chest. If it was a WWE character, he'd be called Joxley. John now, Moxley. Jericho now backing up Moxley in the corner. John it's an effective offence the Irish rips him across the clothesline down I know what's more effective James the Judas effect well Jericho might be looking towards that and he goes for the code breaker instead again another effective move in his arsenal and he got caught in a paradigm shift but turns it around what was a Jericho attempt but Moxley again grabbing the leg turning it around and getting Jericho into the walls of Jericho well, if anybody knows how to get the walls of Jericho, it would be Jericho, but Jericho's caught now. In the walls of Jericho. And Jericho's got nowhere to go for the walls of Jericho. Well, it's better than being kicked, I suppose so, but will he tap out? <laughs> no. Moxley pulls it back in the centre. Surely Jericho won't tap out to his own finisher. Well, don't call me Shirley, but here comes Jake Hager. More interference, and Moxley just clamps him. Code breaker. I think that one was a bit high to the face. Maybe directed right for that eye. Now can Jericho get into a cover? But a Jake Hager distraction proved fruitful. But now only a two count from the cover. Oh, two. How close was that? Now Jericho, and he's got it now. Walls of Jericho. Must not good angle for Moxley. Think about the pressure on his back, Dan. We are getting close to it now. Moxley might have to tap out. As the hyenas look on at ringside as well. And a strain, but Moxley fighting up. Manages to push his body weight up. Trying to crawl to that bottom rope. All the while, he's got the inner circle in his ear. Telling him to tap, telling him he's not good enough. But he does only get to the bottom rope. And now Jericho 
we'll get the full extent of that count. As all everyone's having a word now. Oh, and Jericho put his hands on the official. <laughs> oh, and another push. And now Moxley low. German suplex. Nice move there. Trying to get back into this now. There's maybe a mistake by Jericho. Huge clothesline. Hager at ringside though. Hitting Moxley with a huge right hand. And now Aubrey Edwards, I think, caught it. And she's got the inner circle. What's she going to do, Dan? You're out of here. The inner circle have gone. Jericho hasn't got his friends anymore. And Aubrey's law. Maybe this is Moxley's chance. Oh, wait Sammy a minute. Guevara coming from behind, though. Wait a minute. With the championship belt. Clocks Moxley over the head. Oh, you son of a gun. Well, the Spanish god came up short earlier, but I think he's just delivered for Chris Jericho. And Aubrey checking Moxley. And Jericho slowly getting to his feet. Well, slowly crawling over to the lifeless body of Moxley. Not like this. One, two, no. no. Moxley stays alive by kicking out. Oh. Well, Jericho is flabbergasted. And Moxley with blood on his face. One-eyed man. <coughs> The amount of punishment he's taking, trying to get back into it. Now it's bleeding a little bit more. I think Moxley's cut his finger open as well. And now right hands by Jericho. Huge forearm, but after every one, Moxley's sitting back up. And Moxley's so tough. I don't see him submitting it tonight. Well, Moxley's tougher than a $2 stake, JR. I might see a referee stoppage in this one, by God. And Jericho again with the right hands, but Moxley seems to be getting into it. Calling Jericho out, slapping him back as hard as he's getting slapped. Both men going toe-to-toe. And Moxley with the advantage going power on split. I can't even say it. Oh, but Jericho went for the eye patch. The good eye and the no-eyed man is not good. And Jericho with a boot to the face. My God. That was sickening by Jericho. But again, any means necessary. Now Moxley's struggling to see at all. Jericho's got him down. And now just slapping him. Well, Moxley can't see what he's hitting. Jericho's winning this boxing match. No doubt, just a knee down. Jericho's putting his knee brace down to reveal his metal knee brace. <clears throat> Look to land on Moxley and end him. And this is bad now. If Moxley can't see, referee's got to make a decision. And this could be it now. But Moxley's never going to be a man to give up just like that. Never throw away his opportunity at the AEW Championship. But now Jericho looking maybe for the Judas effect. And finish off the ever-defiant John Moxley. Well, Moxley ducks it. Paradigm shift, but is it enough to put a Le Champion down? Well, he puts him down, but can't capitalise. And Moxley now exposing the eye patch. And he can see. It was a ruse, James. It was fine. Moxley was fine all along. And this might spell the end for Jericho's AEW title reign. James, I don't want to say it, but Moxley and the eye patch were in cahoots all along. Dan, call it. Well, paradigm shift. Into the cover. One, two... Free and new AEW champion, John Moxley. John Moxley gets the job done here tonight in, I think, just a completely different main event and match than anything we've seen here. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this match? Um, well, I thought that the Jake Hagar versus uh, Dustin Rhodes was the most WWE match until I saw this match. And this match trumped it in being the most WWE match. Um, it wasn't a bad match, but, you know, if AEW wanted to go something different, having two former WWE wrestlers kind of being in the main event, does it say, look, you know, we're trying to be what we're trying to beat? 
Um, but, you know, nonetheless, it was a, certainly a good match. John Moxley, I like the, you know, the little lift of the eye patch after saying, look, you poke me in my good eye. I've still got this exactly. one. Exactly, and you knew it was kind of the end. And Moxley, like I said, is the new AEW champion. A year ago, leaving WWE and now top of the mountain of AEW. And he can't believe it. And he seems happy enough. And what an accomplishment it is for John Moxley. And as far as former Shield members go, he's had a better year than the other two. Like I said, he's the number one man now in AEW. And it's John Moxley's time to shine. You can see how happy he is. Only the second ever AEW champion. And I think it's the right man. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think if it worked out, if we look at tonight as well, I think it's been a really, really good pay-per-view. Unbelievable uh, from AEW. And we're just going to run through that in a second. So which one are you doing first? Jericho? <clears throat> All right, so let's just go back through this AEW pay-per-view. And we start off uh, with a pre-show with Kaz and Sky. We'll skip, we'll skip through that. Uh, Dark Order winning. And we'll start off with Dustin Rose versus uh, Jake Hager. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um... You know, it was a very WWE-based match, as I said, kind of at the wrap-up of this Moxley-Jericho match. It wasn't terrible, but I think it took too long for Jake Hager to beat Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, I think it was too long. I don't think the... If you want Hager to look like a killer, like I said, go for him in short order. Don't give him this. Dustin Rhodes on the end of his career. Hager's meant to be the star. Uh, but Rhodes, again, can still do stuff like not many men his age can do. I gave that a three out of five. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Three out of five. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. This is the match that we argued on. What were, what were your thoughts on it? It was spot after spot after spot. Don't get me wrong. Darby Allen is a hugely talented guy, but he can have match it, better matches with a lot better people. Yeah. Well, I, I think this was a great match for both men involved. When you think about what Sammy could do, it 6.30 was impressive. Uh, a couple of other moves that he did as well. Darby Allen just had that star quality about him and the fans were as soon as he went up for that coffin drop the fans were up on their feet uh, and I think it was a great match I gave it a three and a half out of five yeah I'll have to agree with you on that again three and a half out of five and then we had a tag team title match for the Young Bucks versus Kenny Mager and Adam Page again this was actually better than I anticipated the storytelling was good I liked you know the idea of what um, was going through the minds of the Young Bucks and Page and uh, Omega you know it's I think the man of the match certainly was Adam Page. He performed out of his skin. And you can kind of see the inner torment going on in his head. You know, even right at the end of the match, he was thinking about giving Omega the buckshot lariat, but he kind of said, no, look, I'm going to hold the ring ropes open for you. You know it's coming, but you just don't know when. Uh, I think it's probably one of the greatest tag team matches that we've seen on the podcast, how good it was when you think about from this era. I'm not talking about TLC matches from the past, but just recently as well. Uh, all four men outperformed what everybody was expecting. I gave it a four and a half. Well, four and three quarters out of five. Uh, I'm going to have to go with four and a half out of five. That was a hell of a match. And then we had uh, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. This did not help being put in that spot. And the botches that went on as well. A lot of people were making tea. And uh, it, it just didn't have a great thing. Rose got the victory, rightly so. But it just wasn't a good match, Dan, was it? Absolutely not. No, you know, you can put it down to nerves. You can put it down to the bad booking of the women's division, but, you know, you, sh- you, sh- you should have some nerves, but, you know, towards, after the early parts of the match, it should be getting better and improving, and it actually wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and for that reason, I'm going to have to give it a two. Well, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five, just because 
I'm not as mean as you are. Uh, Cody versus MGF up next. The, the next three the three matches that we had, including tag team, next three matches are completely different to each other. We had Cody versus MJF up next. Um, again, it was it was a very good match. Told a good story. You know, like there's going to be another match a bit later on down the line because Cody wants to get some retribution for what MJF done to him at the end of the match, hitting him with his pinky ring. Um. You know, what's going on with Arn Anderson and Cody? Is all forgiven? Is, you know, is this going to be kind of, I don't know, something that's going to come and bite Cody in the ass? Is Cody going to have a dramatic change? You know, is Cody going to have to go to an even darker side than he's gone to overcome MJF? Uh, I, you know, you just don't know how it's going to play out. And it, it will be interesting to see, as much as I'm not a fan of MJF, I think he's no. a tit. I, I, because of the, the, the right man won in this, this one as well. I give that four out of five. I, I gave that a three and three quarters. And then we had Pack versus OC, and a man who, I mean, he just proved you wrong tonight. You were saying, oh, he can't do shit, and he just proved that the, he's got the crowd in the palm of his hand. Not since a young Hulk Hogan have we seen a man control a crowd as much as on Cassidy. You fucking laugh about that. Look, go back and watch that match. <laughs> Everything Cassidy did, the holy shit charts, this is awesome, fight forever. They were into that. Yeah, because the fans are marks for themselves. Oh, Enjoy yourself, Dad. It's what it's all about. Don't take it so fucking seriously. This was a great match that exceeded expectations, and it didn't make Pack Week either. No, you have to give credit where it's due to OC. He did. He done better than I expected him to do. Yeah, because he's and awesome. Don't sit there all fucking smug. I like am. That, he's awesome. I'm giving it a one, a point one out of five. I said to you, he was a star about a year ago. I was right. But I love it when I get people right. Orange Cassidy. No, he's. I don't believe he's a he star. He is. And of course, Pack as well involved. Four out of five. What a match that was. Three out of five. <laughs> and I'm not even being harsh. I'd... Right. Main event. Moxley Jericho. Final thoughts. Moxley Jericho. It was, you know, a very good story. Moxley overcoming every single odds. He overcame Guevara. He overcame Jake Hager. He overcame Santana and Ortiz. Um, the refing in this match, it kind of, it leaves a bit to be questioned. You know, the refs should be there. They are there to be obeyed. They're not there just to make the count. They're, you know, they do have a purpose, and this kind of just makes a joke and a mockery of what the referees do in the match. But nonetheless, you know, John Moxley, the right man, certainly won it. The man who can take this company forward. Uh, a man who certainly deserves to be holding that AEW title above his head. And it's a feel-good moment. The fans are happy that the, the people they want to won, win won. They go home happy and they want to watch the next pay uh, next show as well because they think, oh, what's next for John Moxley as champion? It was a winner all around. Who was your man of the... Well, your match... Um, sorry, the result of this the the rating for this one the rating for this match was four and a quarter i gave it four and a quarter as well what was your match of the night i think we both know it was a tag team matchup yeah unbelievable stuff who was your man of the night uh, i'm gonna have to give it to page hangman adam page i thought he was had an absolutely brilliant night um you know you can kind of see his inner struggles you don't really know what's going on in his head and you know in some instances that's a good thing and what was your rating out of 10? Um, I'm going to give this one a 7 and 3 quarters out of 10. There was some very good matches, but there was also some terribly awful matches. Right. Well, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, uh, just because it was a really good pay-per-view, and I'm not NXT biased. So well, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, because all the major matches, major matches, paid off. 
the, the heavyweight the championship, the one that Matt Matt Moxley to win. We got that moment there. Performance for Orange Cassidy. MGF is a star for the future for getting a victory against Cody Rhodes as well. And even when we saw the young, but we saw one of the greatest tag team matches of our generation at this show as well. Darby Allen is a huge star, and that was an enjoyable match against Sammy Guevara. The opener maybe wasn't as good as it should have been. Uh, and of course, the women's match was was bad as well. But apart from that, I would quite happily rewatch this pay per view over again. I would rather watch this pay per view than I would watch the last takeover event. To be my personal opinion, but I'm giving that a nine out of ten. But you give it a seven and three quarter. You you you're so biased to AEW. You I'm know. Not. Let's <clears throat> listen to John. How Moxley. can you have a match rating of like two and a half? On a card and still give the whole fucking thing. Because we had a match that was near, there was a match near the match of the year candidate. But was there a five star match on there? It wasn't five star matches, but there was two matches over four and a half star or four stars. And now Moxley's got the mic, and Dan liked him when he was Dean Ambrose, but as Moxley, <laughs> now Moxley's got the mic, and he's saying he's got the title, and like AEW, it's all for you, it's all for the fans. He doesn't, and he got it. And I can say, Dan, that I know you might not be the hugest AEW fan, but for the journey with Moxie as champion, I think it's going to be a very interesting one. Um, just a couple of bits of news as well. News. News. Um, the AEW afterwards, it defeated Dan's precious WNXT in the ratings battle for the 10th straight week. Well, according to Brian Alvez of the Wrestling Observer, AEW Dynamite averaged 906,000 viewers during Wednesday's two-hour show. While NXT averaged 718,000. Well, Dino represented first night, John Mox the year in AEW, and he beat Chris Jericho, as we've just seen now. Well, Jericho and the Inner Circle vowed to wreak havoc Wednesday, and they did precisely that. Prior to the main event tag team match, pitting Jericho and Sammy Guevara against Mox and Darby Allin, the trio of Santana, Ortiz, and Jake Hager took out Moxley. Well, Allen fought valiantly, but Jericho and, and Guerrero won the two-on-one situation. Situation. Moxley tried to clean house after the match, however, the inner circle powered on him through a table and flipped him off. Well, in other major dynamite happenings, Colt Cabana made his AEW in-ring debut alongside SCU in a winning effort against Dark Order, plus Pac and the Lucha Bros took out Best Friends and Orange Cassidy and a new... Stable called Death Triangle. That sounds fucking awesome. Also, Adam Page, favorite his feud with the Young Bucks and the Hall of Famer Jake Snake Roberts made a shocking debut by interrupting Cody to save AW who had knocked Cody from his perch. What did you think of the Jake Roberts promo, Dan? You saw it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, Jake the Snake, Robert, uh, Jake the Snake was saying, yeah, you know, I used to have a snake in my bag to intimidate people by ringside because they didn't know what was going to happen. And he said, that's what I'm going to do to you. He said, I want to take it all from you, Cody. And he was kind of, you know, just putting a threat out there to Cody. Yeah, so uh, we were going to do something about Jericho winning, but I think Dan's been annoyed enough watching AEW for nearly three and a half hours. So we'll leave it there. Uh, I really enjoy AEW. And again, like I said, it's available on ITV4. We bought it on uh, Fight TV and it was definitely worthwhile. The picture was great, wasn't it? HD quality, no problems throughout. Get it on your fire stick and get it on your laptop and stuff like that as well. I think it's definitely worthwhile. AEW for me tonight was a treat. Like I said, there are going to be people that's going to have to... It's going to take time for AEW to win you over, Dan. Like I said, it's not going to happen. NXT took five years. We'll see how long this takes. And the prediction leaves just say ended at this moment of time. 7-6 in the end. So I do get the AEW win. But of course, our next episode is a double point prediction bonanza. Because it's going to be Super Showdown and Elimination Chamber. There's going to be two events that we're going to bring you. 
of course, we're going to bring you two select. Well, we're going to bring you selected matches from each event because obviously, if we sat down and watched both events, it would probably be about eight fucking hours long. So that is it. So final thoughts on AEW, Dan. What can they do if they want to make you a little bit happier in the future? Um, just beat AEW and not to be taking pop shots at WWE or trying to, you know, use what WWE have already used. I want them to be their own thing. I want them to be their own company. I want them to kind of push wrestlers we wouldn't have thought have been pushed as opposed to pushing former WWE champions. Well, I really enjoyed it. I think AEW, if you give it a chance, it is a really, really enjoyable uh, watch. So that is it. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at View or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rose. Across all the good platforms, send us an email at Dublin Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at Dublin Podcast. We're on Facebook as well. Yes, Facebook. And come and find our page and give us a like with a WNR Podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNR Podcast, believe it or not. And all the latest clips on there. Podcast got the same time on YouTube. There are places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Stitch Radio, Spreaker Radio. We've got our live shows and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But like I say, next episode, Double Point Prediction Bonanza Special Super Showdown Chamber. It's going to be good, Dan. Are you going to lose it yet again? I hope not, no. <laughs> Until then, I have been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for this, everybody. Bye. Bye.